This Facts and O'Brien podcast is brought to you by Gary Thomas and the Wealth Technology Group in Westfield. Where it's not what you make, it's what you keep. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock at 535, and Peter Gabriel on Rock 102. Uh, 22 News is reporting, but not really very well, that uh, Belmont Road in Springfield is closed. Uh, I believe they mean Belmont Avenue, and I don't know the intersections that it's closed in, but uh, because of a fire that happened earlier this morning... uh, Careful if you're traveling on Belmont Road. Well, it's not a very heavily traveled road. Or no. a street. <clears throat> or an avenue. Or whatever they want to call it. Uh, Judy Matt from the Spirit of Springfield is going to be here today. There's, there's fireworks to talk about. There's all kinds of great events. Maybe the pancake breakfast around the corner. We'll be talking to Judy around 845 this morning. Well, let's keep our fingers crossed for those fireworks. Because uh, unlike the cold and rainy, crappy Memorial Day weekend, it looks like we're going to have a warm and rainy, possibly crappy 4th of July weekend. So, fingers crossed. It's 536 at Bax and O'Brien at Rock 102. Got a green thumb? Plant yourself at Winesick Nurse. Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 551 and Eddie Money in Rock 102. Uh, Boy, I've actually forgotten, but um, I believe a mix of uh, maybe some sun and clouds today. Uh, no, actually cloudy with occasional showers and a high of 78. More occasional showers tomorrow with a high of 68. Saturday will only be 63 degrees. It is a very muggy 71 right now in downtown Springfield. Hey, what do you say we hop right into some Hollywood trash with Steve Nagel, the Rock 102? Hey, 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 look who got released from prison yesterday. (laughs) Bill Cosby was released from prison yesterday after the Pennsylvania Supreme Court overturned his conviction. The court ruled that Cosby was denied protection against self-incrimination. It's basically a technicality, but it's good enough because he can't uh, be retried on the same charges. Cosby was convicted on three felony counts of aggravated indecent assault back in 2018 for allegedly drugging and assaulting Andrea Constant in in, uh, 2004. He had served nearly three years of a 10-year sentence. You know what I find interesting is watching all that video following his release. Uh, First of all, for a man with all of his money, uh, kind of a small car, being driven home in kind of a small car, but his wife nowhere to be seen. Yeah, well, he's got some explaining to do. Yeah. I mean, I understand, uh, you know, he can't be retried for the same charges, but there were 57 other women that accused him of something Mm -hmm. the same way. Any one of those could press charges. All those are are beyond the statute of limitations. This was the only one that was still within the statute of limitations. That's Uh, not right. Bill tweeted a picture of himself with his fist raised over... Somebody tweeted a picture for Bill. Yes, of course. With his uh, fist raised over his head in the following statement. I've never changed my stance normal story. I've always maintained my innocence. Now I... Get some of that pudding. Pudding mine, you know what, wherever I want. Uh-huh. I'm pudding pops. Yeah. Uh, thank you to all my fans, supporters, and friends who stood by me through this social ordeal. Who was that? Social yeah. ordeal? Those five people in the car with him. <laughs> I was going to say. Especially. Like, who, who's really left to vouch for his character? He also uh, called into a Philadelphia radio station and said, uh, this is not just a black thing. This is for all the people who have been in prison wrongfully, regardless of race, color, or creed. 
because I met them in there, people who talked about what happened and what they did, and I know there are many liars out there. Mm. Uh, Constant issues statement saying the decision was, quote, not only disappointing, but of concern in that it may discourage those who seek justice for sexual assault in the criminal justice system. You know, I, yeah. I think it's important for people to, to keep in mind that because he didn't realize that uh, because he didn't have those Fifth Amendment protections, he went ahead and self-accriminated the living bejesus out of himself mm. with the statements he had because he answered honestly because he had nothing to protect him by. It doesn't mean he's innocent. It means he's out on a technicality. That's it. That's all it is. And quite frankly, I find it a little surprising. It was a promise made to him by a previous district attorney who said he'd never be prosecuted. And apparently that promise carried over to subsequent DAs. And why that new DA didn't know that, a little bit of a question. I don't, yeah, but that's what I'm, I'm not sure whether he knew it and understood it and the appeals court just simply reversed it. Uh, that's the part I'm not exactly sure of. A lot of uh, female celebrities rage-tweeted about Cosby's re- release, but Rosie O'Donnell was one of the ragiest. She tweeted, quote, I guess 70 women weren't enough. F you, Bill. Actually, it was 60 women who accused Bill, but who's really counting? Oh, sexual assaults, you know? Rosie was probably thinking of the number of women she's been with. Oh, hey. Stop it now. One famous woman had uh, his back, though. Not surprisingly, it was his Cosby Show co-star, Felicia Rashad. She said, quote, finally, a terrible wrong is being righted. Mm. A miscarriage of justice is corrected. Yep. But not about guilt or innocence. And again, nowhere did you see his his real wife, which I thought was very uh, telling. Oh, I thought I saw something where she was quoted with something. I didn't even see a quote from her, but she certainly wasn't standing in any of those pictures near him. Well, she just wants some of that money back. You know, the the celebrity money. Uh I don't know. There's a play running in London called Seven Methods of Killing Kylie Jenner. It's a comedy that's described as, quote, a vivid exploration of blackness, queerness, and the online world. Man, I really haven't wanted to see a play so bad. Like I wanted to see this one. It's uh, in London, so I can't. Her sister must had something to say. No, actually, she has nothing to say. Hmm, that's yeah. too bad. The uh, people behind the new Halloween movies are making a sequel to The Exorcist. So soon? Yeah. Haven't we already had a couple of those? <laughs> I thought we did. One of the uh, producers says, quote, I think it's going to be, uh, it's going to pleasantly surprise all the skeptics out there. Pleasantly surprise us. Hmm. All the skeptics, meaning all the people that unfortunately spent money on the real sequels? Yeah, I guess so. Uh, Adam Sandler is in need of, quote, highly skilled basketball players for his new Netflix movie, Hustle. Tryouts are being held mid-July in Delaware for dudes who are 18 to 30 years old and aren't playing for the NCAA. Aren't playing for them. Yeah. Hmm. Because you couldn't pay them. Well, (laughs) as of this week, I think you can. Um, (laughs) Next Wednesday, Disney will air The Good, The Bart, and The Loki. Or Loka, how do you say? I don't even know. Yeah, no. uh, a crossover short combining The Simpsons with the Marvel Universe. Tom Hiddleston, of course, will be voicing Loki. I think that's how you say it. I don't even know. I don't know. Someone uh, started a peti- petition to keep nudity out of Amazon's upcoming Lord of the Rings series. Well, why would you do that? Yeah. What's wrong with a little nudity? Mind your business. Well, the human body is a beautiful thing on some people. It says the uh, the author's creations have always been mostly family friendly. Let's keep it that way. 
I'm watching. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Other than the, the egregious violence, it's perfectly family fair. I started watching this movie uh, that's just been released on Netflix last night. It's an animated movie. It's uh, called America the Motion Picture. And it's supposedly, you know, a hist- it's a history thing. It starts back in Washington and Lincoln days. And uh, it, they, they blew up, the British blew up uh, the White House using T, T-E-A-N-T, T-E-A. Uh, and and it's, it's actually pretty funny. But there is uh, there's quite a bit of uh, animated nudity. Cartoon nudity? Yeah. No, it's, yeah. it's not the same. Oh, 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 I don't know about nah, that. It's a, that. Cartoon nudity doesn't do anything for yeah. me. Real nudity, I'm all for. But the uh, the fake stuff, yeah. no thank you. That's you. What about the, uh, they got the old Betty Rubbles and all that stuff? The, no, this is, it's no, it's no recognizable. There, It's history, Stephen. No, I, I've seen the cartoon porn, and every time I've seen it, <laughs> I wind up going away and, and thinking... Well, that was terribly disappointing. Yeah. Yeah. And the Flintstones were not history. Well, ancient history. That's prehistory. Yeah. Whatever, dude. Can't believe you don't think that was real. I didn't say it wasn't real. <laughs> I just said that they weren't in this movie. And that is your Hollywood trash on Rock 102. Ah, yeah. Oh. Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Grills, grills, grills. Weber, Big Green Egg, and Traeger Wood-Fired Grills. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? As many of you know, this highly lauded sports-based feature is generously sponsored by Rocky's Ace Hardware, where you know you'll always find good people and rock-solid service at every Rocky's Ace Hardware location. And the reason I say this is because I happen to be a regular customer. Whether it be power tools, paint, grills, or what have you, I go there, thereby justifying my highly valuable endorsement. So why am I bringing this up? Well, part of it may have something to do with the notion of Tom Brady signing a lucrative endorsement deal this week with Subway. According to Sports Business Journal, which I do not read, Tom Brady has entered into an agreement with Subway and will star in an upcoming commercial later this month. Now, I think it should be pointed out that while Tom Brady is, in fact, a major step up from the sexual deviancy of a Jared Fogle, I personally find it very hard to imagine a situation where Tom and Giselle are hungry enough to even walk into a subway to start ordering $5 footlongs for them and the kids. You're not going to find avocado ice cream at a subway. You're not even going to find real tuna at a subway. And yet, if Tom Brady says, eat this, many of you will do so anyway, simply because it makes you feel closer to Tom Brady when, in fact, the subway menu is about as far away from Tom Brady as a hungry person can get. How much is Tom Brady getting paid for this little arrangement? Nobody knows. All I know is, and then the upcoming commercial, Tom Brady will not be holding on to any Subway food items in his hands, which I believe continues a streak of never having touched their food before. And yet, Tom Brady is such an effective pitch man that if Tom Brady tells you to order the tuna, you will do it and not even question what you're actually putting in your mouth. Not to be critical of Subway, because that wouldn't be fair, but I totally believe that Jared Fogle went to Subway up to three times a day. I'm not sure Tom Brady's ever gone three times in his entire life, and if he has, it was probably by accident all three times, because that's just how Tom Brady lives his life. But hey, and of my yapping sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. A lot of fancy gas grills out there. But I see the New York Times top two grill picks are Weber gas grills. They're built right and priced right. Don't get the, don't just get fancy just for the heck of it. Get a Weber. 
Gas Grill, available right now at your neighborhood Rockies Ace Hardware. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock at 611 and Journey on Rock 102. Uh, once again, uh, Belmont Avenue in uh, Springfield is closed. I know it starts from Mill Street, but I don't know how far. Well, that was Belmont so, Road. Yeah, it was uh, from Rich Tedimer, but then uh, the graphics say Belmont Avenue. Again, from Mill, I don't know in which direction, but uh, there's an apartment fire. It's already out, but they're still out there, so... Uh, you're gonna have to worry about that. Hasn't uh, <clears throat> you know, with Rich being uh, you know the dean of local news now, mm. now that all the old people have gone, um, wouldn't he know that that it was uh, you know Belmont Avenue? I'm convinced that those people, all of them, forty, twenty-two, whatever, whoever it is, they only read what's in front of them. They don't. They don't think about whether or not it's right yeah. or or their own knowledge should overrule the script. They just read whatever's written in front of them. That whole thing in the movie Anchorman, where you, know, uh, where Ron Burgundy, you know, reads off the teleprompter, "Go mm-hmm. f yourself, San Diego." Yeah. There is something to be said about that. Yeah. That, that that's that actually does happen. But you would think that if it happens the second time, and I, and I haven't watched it other than the very first time that they did this breaking news story, so right. I don't know if he fixed it the second time. But typically, they get a script before yeah. they do the news that they can review, and if yep. there's something that they don't know how to pronounce or if there's something wrong, mm-hmm. they can go and correct it. I would think that a guy like Rich... Even uh, though it's breaking news and yeah. he doesn't have it in his script, yeah. he would know. Even though uh, yeah. it's you know, he's, he's been here since, I believe, the 1860s, would know it's Belmont Avenue. You know, uh, speaking of knowing things, um, it's it's weird how sometimes I read things that are so timely to something that's going on. It's like, wow, that's weird. You people in Southwick are actually very lucky that you even know that Carvana wants to put their little place out there on 60 acres of farmland. You're lucky that's even public knowledge. In March, the city council of Fort Wayne, Indiana, voted 7-2 to two to approve $16 million in tax breaks for a corporation to open a distribution center in that city. It was something of a shot in the dark. Four of the council members, including two who voted in favor of the deal, didn't know what corporation they were considering. How is it possible that public officials lacked such crucial information? Alarmingly, as a condition of its negotiations with the city, the company required city officials who knew its identity, including the mayor, to sign non-disclosure agreements that kept them from sharing it with the townspeople. The company turned out to be Amazon. Absurd as it may seem, it's not uncommon today for large corporations negotiating economic development deals to have public officials sign non-disclosure agreements. This practice needs to stop. City and state officials should make it illegal. But corporations seldom offer a public rationale for the use of these. Economic development officials often maintain the agreements prevent rumor-mongering and protect proper uh, proprietary information and the real purpose appears to be preventing public input in economic development deals. So the only thing I can think of is, you know, you remember way back when, when Northampton was about to get a Walmart mm-hmm. and people were out of their minds about getting a Walmart. It was, it was a, well, I don't even know. It may have been even uh, Hadley. 
Yeah. Gets, yeah, I think it was Hadley. It was Hadley. They yeah. got their Walmart, and people were beside themselves because you had all that shopping. I think Walmart's going to you know, suck the economy dry. And you know, it, it was public knowledge that they were coming in. They didn't want to lose when they were talking about it. They didn't want this thing or that thing. And I can understand why a corporation would want to sneak in below the radar. I can't but understand I, why it's legal. But the, exactly that to me, that's just wrong. A, a, a city council, which is, you know, there to approve or di- or to decline, you know, zoning uh, issues, should be knowledgeable of what they're signing. This should not even be on a city level. The, the, I'm not even sure this should be a state thing. It should be a national. At the very least, it should be a state thing. Um, it's the same thing with this conservancy land in Chicopee that everybody's all up in arms. Supposedly, much like uh, Fort Wayne, Indiana here, there's a lot of people who thought Amazon was looking to put a big facility out there in that area of Chicopee. And after I read this yesterday, I thought to myself, well, I guess it could be. But I don't understand how it is that state laws, let alone city ordinances, would allow the city officials. And again, so here you had four council members, two of whom voted in favor of the deal, who knew about what the company was. The mayor knew who the company was. Right. And they agreed not to say anything. Imagine so, if MGM came in here and never bothered to, never bothered to, you know, had an NDA. Yeah. No, there's, 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 there's nothing uh, morally right about this. If a no. city in town would reject a business coming in, that would be their right to do. But to have a non-disclosure agreement preventing anyone from knowing what's coming into town that's that's just wrong. I, you know, I would I would think that it, because these things are kind of new, that states would start to really look at this and say, hey, you know what, this isn't right, and this is this is something that needs to be to be yeah. rectified. It's uh, let's see here. States and localities spend about ninety five billion dollars annually wooing corporations with tax incentive deals, and most of the evidence shows. The cities and towns get little in terms of real economic benefits. The loser is the public, whose tax dollars could have otherwise been spent on public services. But this is kind of a no-duh converse, uh, line here. It's easier for corporations if their arrangements are presented to the public as fate accompli, meaning it's already a done deal, rather than a proposal fully open to debate. For their part, lawmakers have an incentive to play along since making deals with corporations feeds a politically popular narrative of job creation. I, I'm right, but job, but if you're going to go into a deal like that with great ambiguity, like you don't even know what's being built, you know, uh, land has been sold and uh, it's going to be used for something, but the townspeople don't get a chance to voice their opinion or to at least know what's coming in. I mean, I just don't, I don't see where that's, where that's fair states and cities even even if it winds up ultimately benefiting the town with jobs and uh, additional tax revenue states and cities should bar elected officials and other economic development officials from signing ndas with corporations there have been efforts to do this and none have succeeded yet several members of the new york city council proposed a law along these lines a few years ago when amazon wanted to build a second headquarters in queens and uh, a no, another bill was sponsored in Illinois in this legislative session. 
and they failed. Such bans aren't the only thing lawmakers can do to expose the ways in which corporations secure public dollars, but they would be an important step. How did they fail? I don't know. And I don't know why there's not uh, more deep. Well, there's hyperlinks here. Maybe maybe that explains it. You know, I mean, I can understand if there were certain aspects of a land deal that were kept in a non-disclosure agreement, but the name of the company should be disclosed. Yeah. Like, like that's at the very least or the per, or the purpose of that building, whether it's, you know, warehousing or manufacturing or, you know, whatever it may be, yeah. storage, whatever. Am I getting am I am I am I getting confused here, which is entirely possible? Did it not say in that Carvana story that the initial uh, the initial desire to build that was submitted to the Southwick officials by the builder. It was in the builder's name. I thought. I thought that's what I said yesterday. That it was in one of these news stories. That it was. Nobody knew it was Carvana at yeah. first. It I, was the name of the builder. I think we mentioned that yesterday. Yeah. With the uh, and I think when when Michael Dobbs was here, mm-hmm. that's what we were talking about. It. So yeah. That might there might be uh, something to to that. But but nevertheless, you know, I think city officials. Uh, residents, other businesses have a right to know what's coming into their town because it, you know, it could affect other business. It could affect people's property. It could affect their property values, and people should have a right to speak their mind. And to do that, you need to understand well, what is it that's coming in, and what is their purpose to, to for being there. The city council in New York's legislation would prohibit the city from signing such non-disclosure agreements as any future economic development deal, preventing the secret dissemination of proprietary information such as future infrastructure, real estate deals, labor costs. Uh, the legislation received support from renowned economic development experts as a step cities could take to stop this. Um, but then again, this this story doesn't go on to say how it was voted down or who voted it down or Which whether is, it went to it court. Was. So it's crazy. So, but I have to you know reread the uh, the story again. Is you know how did Southwick find out that this was going to be uh, a Car- Carvana and how and how much? Because you know the issue for Southwick or one of the primary issues is the the flow of traffic. Mm-hmm. Because it does. It, I mean, with as much traffic as they're projecting, I mean that really does change how much traffic is on ten two hundred two. Yep. Every single day when and- you've got that many uh you know vehicle transport uh trucks going in and out of there that's a big deal and they and they knew that carvana knew that which might be exactly why you would have these non-disclosure agreements listen uh, you know we're going to bring uh, 60 80 jobs into your town yeah well you're going to be bringing 90 trucks a day in okay well, uh, well let's not talk about yeah, but that see, but those but those are issues that are 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 valid for people to know mm-hmm. to just to uh, you know, to disclose that to, to keep that stuff uh, you know silent in a land deal is is just plain wrong. And yet there would be possibly council members who would agree to not let the people know until uh, until it was too late. It's six twenty three with Bax and O'Brien a Rock one oh two. It's uh, just about six twenty six with Bax and O'Brien a Rock one oh two. All right, look, once again, brand new iPhone, okay? Um Yesterday, we're at the big bunk and smoke, and people start talking about Bill Cosby. And I'm like, what? Huh? Hmm? I don't know nothing about this. 
I got to turn on my TV sometime in the afternoon. Or your no- news notifications. Well, so that's what I tried to do. And I, and I, it's not just news notifications. I get notifications like uh, I have an internet lock on the house down in Florida. So every time the, the door is open and closed, I get notifications. Right. So I go into the notifications thing in the settings, and I've got Amazon and uh, that lock and the New York Times, seemingly all of my apps. But I have an app for Mass Live. It's not listed in here under the notification section. All right. I am uh, going into my uh, Mass Live app right now. Into the Mass Live app. Yep. And seeing if it uh, allows me to turn notifications on from within the app. Yeah, I looked at that earlier. Yeah. And I didn't see anything. I'm not saying that either. But, you know, I... Uh, and I then get- what are... Ba- banners are when they, when the thing is written on the screen, right? But what are badges? Uh, that, we don't need no stinking... Badges are kind of like... Uh, it, dep- it depends on the app, how they... Des- they- uh, they describe it, but badges would be if you use that app enough, you may obtain a badge, which says, I'm using this too much. But uh, as far as other notifications go, uh, you could go into nearly any app and turn on an app uh, a notification, and it should be spitting stuff out. Like, for example, I'm into my HBO app right now, and it says, uh, allow notifications. Now, I don't uh, use the notifications there, so I have that turned off. But just about every app you have gives you the option. In the app, not necessarily going into notifications and settings and then seeing all of the, presumably seeing all the apps listed. Again, for some reason, I don't have Mass Live listed among the apps that provide notifications. All right. Do you have other? See, I I do have uh, in in the notifications under settings, Mass Live. And uh, I, I you have, do have it. Yeah, yeah, I do. See, I know for some reason. And I allow notifications. Now, I got other news apps on my phone, and I allow notifications for all of them hmm? because everyone you know, deals with, with different news stories. I have mail, maps, messages, and music. Those are my M, uh, my M starting uh, apps. You're under settings. Yeah, and under, under settings and notifications. Yeah. I don't know what's going on with you there, because uh, you should be getting something. See, see? Ma- look at mail, map, messages, no, no mass live, and they're alphabetical. Stupid phone. Are you using the app on mass live, or are you using the web based? No, I have the app. That's my app right All now. All right. Okay. Well, yeah. I, I don't, uh, I don't know what you're doing there, but nobody does. But it's, well, now, so here's I'm going into the Mass Live app, and the first thing I get is allow Mass Live to track your activity across other companies' apps and websites. Absolutely. No. no, no. Ask them not to track. Then Mass Live would like to send you notifications. Well, there you there, go. There, there. Okay. So now I don't know why I just got that for the first time. I've been. I think I've been in this. Maybe I. Maybe I haven't. <laughs> it's a new phone. Maybe, maybe it's a new haven't. phone. Maybe I haven't. Maybe you yeah. haven't. So. Yeah. Every time you open up even an old app for the first time, yeah. it should give you that same uh, that same notification. You know, do you want regular banner notifications on your phone? And I get all that stuff. So the very moment that uh, they announced that Cosby was getting out, I get mm. the notification. I'm ready to go. I didn't know until he was already home, probably in a change of clothes, 
Already uh, took a shower. Yeah, and yet, and yet, uh, yeah, we're telling you the big bonk and smoke last night. Yeah, but yeah, but he's not out yet. And we're like, no, he got out uh, like two hours ago. I know. I don't know why I don't believe everything you say. I know, but listen, uh, my mass live notifications aren't going to lie to me. By the way, badges are the little red thing that has a number in it that tells you something. Like I have uh, a thirteen right now above my emails. And what does that tell you? It tells me I have 13 new emails. Can you believe that? Uh, yeah, because I got that from the internet, not from somebody I'm sitting with. Again, that's why I preface it by saying it depends on the app you're using. In, uh, I don't even know what the one in the calendar is. <laughs> These things. I need my rotary dial back. Yes, you do. Let's laugh. Tell me. Tell me what's fun. It's Baxson O'Brien's joke of the day. Well, it's nice to find a fellow with a keen sense of humor. On Rock 102. Oh, my God. That is hilarious. Springfield's classic rock. Little Gregory wakes up in the middle of the night feeling alone and scared. Okay. So he goes into his mother's room for comfort, and he sees his mother standing naked in front of a mirror. <sighs> I know. I know. She's rubbing her chest, and she's saying, I want a man. I want a man. And Gregory, without being seen, just kind of shakes his head in bewilderment and turns around and goes back to bed. Next night, same thing. Gregory gets up, goes to his mother's room. There she is, rubbing her stomach. I want a man. I want a man. On, uh, on the third night, <clears throat> Gregory sees this again, and this time he goes back to his room. He takes off all his pajamas he starts rubbing his chest going, I want a bike. I want a bike. I want a bike. <laughs> oh, wait, 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 wait. Oh, there's more? Yeah, there was, in the middle of that, Gregory goes to his mother's room on the third night, and there is a man having sex with her. And that's why. That's why. Yes. Oh, you see? Well, there you go. One go. line can change oh, a whole joke. It goes from almost <laughs> funny to not funny. <laughs> <laughs> Six thirty-four with Bax and O'Brien to Rock One Hundred Two. It's time for news. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Uh, thanks, Bax. Five people were forced from their homes after a fire at an apartment building in Springfield's Lower Forest Park neighborhood this morning. Springfield Fire Captain Drew Piemonte uh, said that they were called to thirty-four Belmont Avenue around three thirty a.m. due to a fire in the fourth-floor apartment. Six apartments uh, received what Piemonte called excessive water damage in the firefighting effort. A total of five tenants won't be allowed to return to their home for now, and they were being helped by the Red Cross. No injuries are reported, and the arson and bomb squad is looking into the cause of that fire. I can't decide what would be more bothersome to to have lived in the apartment where the fire started um, and, and having suffered all of the damage that would come with that, or living in one of the apartments below it that never got damaged at all by fire but was destroyed by the water flowing down from above. I, I don't think it's a, it's a matter of one worse than the other. If your apartment is damaged yeah. and you can't live there, it sucks no matter what happens. Yeah, but like how much of your stuff is salvage, salvageable if you can dry it <laughs> as opposed to it being destroyed by flames? Well, did you ever have a basement that flooded? Uh, thankfully, no. All right. Well, I have, and sometimes nothing mm. gets salvageable if it's damaged by water. Yeah. Some bitch. Because you don't want... Uh mold and all that stuff going right. on it 
Nasty. It does sound nasty. Uh, cleanup is still taking place at Six Flags, New England, following severe thunderstorms that caused damage at the park Tuesday night. Tuesday's storms spared most of Western Mass, but brought down trees and flooding downpours in a small area of far southern Hamden County, including southern Longmeadow and southeastern Agawam, where the theme park is located. Just 24 hours after Tuesday's storms, another round of severe weather moved through Western Mass, though this time the worst of the damage was in eastern sections of Franklin County. Six Flags New England expects to be back open this Friday, right in time for their July 4th Fest, which will feature nightly entertainment. I'm driving home uh, last night from the from the uh, Big Bunk and Smoke, and I had checked the radar in my car before I started to drive away. And then driving south on 91, just this, it, it was a really cool display. The, the radar showed that there was a big storm below the Connecticut border. And then driving down 91, just a really cool display of, of lightning yeah. that just yeah. kept coming out of there. That was cool. Yeah, yeah it was very neat. We uh, we avoided a lot of the bad weather for most of the big monk and smoke. It rained for a, for a brief period of time where it came down in friggin' buckets, but it did end, and the rest of the night wound up being uh, pretty successful. So that was actually a good night last night. Yeah, it was, and... Uh but you could see it was like above us, north in up in Northampton. That's where a lot of the yeah. like severe storms were going. But you could see those lightning bolts. That was pretty cool. Yeah, very cool. Uh, the Longmeadow Police Department needs your help identifying the owner of a truck which was seen traveling eastbound on uh, 87 Ellington Street around 11:14 a.m. Well, like on the front lawn. I guess so. Yeah. Traveling eastbound on 87 Ellington Street. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the truck struck a tree limb, causing it to uproot, fall, and block the entire road. First of all, Ellington Street runs uh, east and west. And I would only know that because of Converse being closed. Well, well, this is how this is how easy... People of Longmeadow, just, they, they are so uh, pampered. So there's Farmington Road and Ellington Road, which are parallel to each other. Mm -hmm. And they're between... Bliss and Converse. So, because Converse is closed, you know, I go down Williams and uh, and then to Bliss, and then right onto Route Five. If if you go if you go right on Route Five, meaning north on Route Five, right, then there's I believe first there's Farmington and then there's Ellington, and you can't make a right hand turn off of Route Five onto those. They have sawhorses. Blocking the right lane. What about seahorses? Seahorses, uh, unfortunately, died from yeah. a lack of oxygen. Yeah, they're not. They're, but, not, they're not very good in a traffic situation. But the outbound, the westbound lane, will allow you to make a right-hand turn on the Route Five. But you can't turn off a of Route Five onto those two roads because obviously the people who live on those streets, you know, it, went to the police and said, "Look, if you're going to close, if you're going to close Converse, you got to close ours too, because we don't want all those people there. Did you also notice that they have those uh, sawhorses like on the side street, so you can't cut through to Route Five? That's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's exactly oh, I, what I'm talking about. Oh, I thought you were talking that there was construction on that. No, side. no there yeah. is no construction. They just put sawhorses there, so you can't use those roads instead. Yeah, it, it's it's pampered. Oh, we don't want all that traffic in front of our house. Well, I mean, <laughs> nobody really wants all that traffic going through the residential neighborhood. No, they don't. The but, main road. but nevertheless, you know, I mean, that's why some some cities and towns will turn streets one way, yeah. or or they put those uh, planter barriers uh, uh, at Hol the end. Holyoke does it at um, near the reservoir. 
mm. uh, where that like newer intersection is for HCC, like the side entrance on Route 202. Mm-hmm. There's those side streets there. You can't cut through back to Whitney Avenue. Yeah, but that yeah. and that's a permanent thing. I mean, these things in in Longmeadow at least are only. But this guy is driving south at 87 Ellington Road. How uh, how long eastbound. is this thing supposed to go on? I, I said eastbound. I didn't say. Oh, you said east, east, yeah. eastbound. Okay. How long? What? How how long is this closure supposed to go on? Uh, the sign Congress? only said what date it was starting. I thought it was through Friday. Was the uh, yeah the construction on the Converse Street? Mm. But this uh, this truck was a was a rental Penske rental truck. It's not Penske material. It's not Penske material, and it struck the tree limb. Causing the entire tree to uproot and then block the road, and then the truck just drives away? Man. Yeah. Oh, didn't feel nothing. Oh, sorry. The, uh, oh, Christ, what was I also just thinking of? I forgot now. Uh, police arrested a woman in Dalton late Wednesday morning after she led them on a brief car chase and dragged an officer along in the process. In Dalton. Two yeah. Dalton police officers. They have two? With B- both. both of them. Yeah. Uh, stopped a vehicle on Main Street before noon with an unidentified woman passenger who had a warrant. The woman allegedly hopped into the driver's seat and drove off, dragging one of the officers until he was able to push away from the moving vehicle. Police said the chase uh, continued into Pittsfield until the woman crashed into a sergeant's cruiser. She then abandoned the vehicle and took off on foot. Damn. She was located a few minutes later in a swampy area and taken oh. into custody. In this heat? I know. That's got to be awful. It was the swampy area her just from running in that heat? <laughs> Don't we all get a case yeah. of swamp ass yeah. in this kind yeah. of weather? You got some swamp music going on there, girl. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, but Well, the good thing is the uh, the cop wasn't seriously injured. So. Uh, that is a good thing. The uh, Memorial Bridge will be closed to traffic beginning Saturday night to prepare for the Star-Spangled Springfield Fireworks display. According to a news release uh, the Spirit of Springfield, from the Spirit of Springfield, the Springfield Police will detour traffic in and around the Memorial Bridge in Riverfront Park beginning at 11 p.m. on Saturday. The bridge will reopen on Sunday at around 11 p.m. Police will close uh, roads in the area of the Memorial Bridge beginning 7.30 p.m. Sunday for the fireworks. Exit 5, formerly Exit 7 off I-91, will also be closed. Pedestrians will be restricted from sitting on I-91 exit ramps. What about uh, on the sandbar in the middle of the river in your car? I like 22 had a story about that. uh, It is not a good idea to park your car on a sandbar. Yeah. Yeah. Who knew? At a regular bar, it's fine, but not at a sandbar. Festivities at Riverfront Park will begin at 6 p.m. on Sunday. Police will uh, enforce no bicycles, skateboards, rollerblades, pets, alcohol, fireworks, sparklers, and drones in and around Riverfront Park. Pets? Yeah, no pets. Really? Good. Yeah. I've never understood people who bring dogs to fireworks displays. I remember, uh, this is is, uh, when I had my uh, sad... uh, Divorce guy uh, apartment in Chigami mm-hmm. went to the, the Chigami fireworks, yeah. and I couldn't believe how many people were bringing their dogs. I know. That's not. I know. Some of them, and this is the thing I really don't understand, is some of them were not leashed. Yeah, which you yeah. Know, you're talking about like a crowd of uh, of that many people yeah. with loads of children, and then you set off fireworks. You know, some dogs can handle the the explosive power of a firework, mm-hmm. and some can't. Yeah. This is a situation where a few of them's dogs uh, should not have been there at all. You know, uh, walking down the streets of Las Vegas last week, um, you see, you know, the, there's obviously a, an abundance of homeless people out there. Mm-hmm. 
there was like there was this woman, a homeless woman with like two or three dogs. Like she obviously had her little camped out area near this dumpster. And I'm thinking, like, I understand that uh, dogs can be comfort animals, but if you can't take care of yourself, no. How are you taking care of th- three dogs? They are still man's best friend. They don't know you're homeless. They <sighs> I still love they you anyway. Don't. I'm talking I, about I the well-being of the animal. I know. Um, Listen, my dog wants to be let outside all the time. These yeah. dogs have got uh, have got it pretty easy yeah, in that they, situation. They got it made. Right? You know, it might be one of those things where they talk about how single people can pick up other people, like in the park, by having a dog or or a baby. <laughs> hey, maybe this uh, homeless woman gets more money. Uh, donated to her when people see three dogs standing around her. Let me tell you something, man. Uh, when I had uh, Wally as a puppy. Oh, yeah. Oh, baby. Uh, oh, yeah. I, I hear you, Steve. Especially that dog those, with everything it had to pack. Single, single moms at the park coming up left and right. Oh, look at the cute little puppy. Yeah. Well, unfortunately, when you reach my stage where you're like, uh, who's the old guy and family guy with the old dog? Mr. Hebert. Yeah. <laughs> when you're Mr. Hebert with the... Uh, What's the dog's name? I can't remember. <laughs> you know, it doesn't look quite yeah. so appealing. Damn it, what is that dog's name? Uh, the fireworks <laughs> are launched from the Memorial Bridge with music broadcasted in Riverfront Park on... With what now? Uh, on, uh, I don't, I don't, I don't, yeah, to be heard somewhere else. <laughs> um, speaking of uh, the homeless... Jesse. Do we have to talk about them now? By the way, Jesse is the dog. They do have an intimate knowledge of the street. Yeah. I was uh, approached by a a panhandler the other day Mm -hmm. uh, who was not holding a pan. He was holding- Few of them are. I know. They never have a pan, which, you know what, actually is a pretty practical thing to own. Not even a pot. No. Instead, he was carrying a clipboard. Like the guy was working from a spreadsheet to keep track of all the uh, the donations he was getting throughout the day. Oh, what was it we were talking about a couple weeks ago, John, when Bax wasn't here? Was he re- a ledger? Was he using a ledger? It was kind of oh, like a ledger. It was obviously keeping track of his expenses. A, a check register? <laughs> no. It was it was a clipboard with papers on it, and he had a pen. Like, uh, could I have a, a few bucks? I'm was- like, well, well, what are you what are you tracking? And, you know, you, and did he did he say no? You know he was like he just he just wanted the uh, a, a few pen bucks. as well. I don't know if the pen was working, but uh, uh, he certainly looked like you know he he wasn't just asking for money. He was asking for money for a specific purpose, like you know maybe he was saving up for a fishing boat or uh, or an RV. And where I, was he? Springfield, downtown Springfield, uh, at, at the at an intersection, Court Square. Was there construct? Could he have been a census taker? Census takers don't typically ask for uh, for monetary handouts. Well, I've I mean I've seen enough uh, Three Stooges episodes to know that's not how they hire people for the census. Mm, I don't know. Over a third of Americans feel like they have nothing to wear now that the pandemic is winding down, and the average person has purged seven things from their wardrobe because they don't fit anymore. Thirty-one percent of people in a recent survey said they're actually excited to dress up and be presentable again. You know, I noticed uh, last night, because uh, I apparently didn't get the memo, that it was Hawaiian shirt night. <laughs> yeah, what was that about? I don't know. Uh, uh, our boss is wearing a Hawaiian shirt. John's wearing a Hawaiian yeah. shirt. And then all these other people are wearing Hawaiian shirts. And then uh, I was talking with another employee here, and uh, she's like, yeah, there's a lot of people wearing Hawaiian shirts. Was this a theme? And I said, no. I said, most people have gotten really fat since yep. the pandemic began. So yep. we have 
to the you Hawaiian wear, shirt. You wear the Hawaiian shirt is a button-down shirt with a with a straight-lined hem yeah. around it, as opposed you know, there's no tail hanging out the back. There's no cut in the in the sides. Uh, that's why I was wearing one, and and I think that's you know a lot of cops, uh, undercover cops will wear those because it's easier to hide a gun under, and they're just they're looser and uh, they're yeah they're I'll, easier to wear. I went to our guy Alex uh, yesterday. I said, listen, uh, the pandemic has destroyed my entire wardrobe. Do mm-hmm. we have any Rock One Hundred Two T-shirts left? And he said, why? In fact, we do. And so I I was able to get one which I wore last night, and then I grabbed this big bonkin. Smoke T-shirt that was left over. You well, know. What do you mean? What, what did he give you last night? He didn't give you a big bunk and smoke shirt last night. Yeah, gave a Rock One Hundred Two T-shirt. I wore a Rock oh. One Hundred Two T-shirt. Yeah, and I, and I grabbed this last night as I was leaving because everybody was already there, and so I grabbed this. So I left mine behind. Oh, looked- did you? Did you pull the reservoir tip at the top because it kind of fitted me uh, like a ribbed <laughs> condom? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm still fitting into the uh, the double XLs. But if I had gone one size lower, then we are talking a sausage casing. But there was no memo, Steve. You didn't miss the memo. It was just a bunch of fat guys putting on Hawaiian shirts. I mean, it's, it it did seem like an organized effort because there were so many guys wearing mm-hmm. those shirts. But apparently, that was just not the case. It's just that's all they could fit into. Your uh, Pioneer Valley forecast today uh, going to be mostly cloudy with the chances of thunderstorms throughout the day. High is 77. Tomorrow, uh, more of the same with a high of 68. It is 71 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel. And- uh, went missing. And, and people, you know, the owners were just uh, beside themselves. I mean, they were out there most of the night trying to find the dog. At 3 o'clock in the morning, the doorbell rang. The doorbell actually rang. They must have had the ring doorbell right. so that they could look at the camera uh, before getting out of bed, and they could see the dog sitting on the front porch. <laughs> the sitting, dog on, had, sitting on a chair, smoking a cigarette. <laughs> what took you so long? The dog came home and rang the doorbell. That's unbelievable. Can you imagine that? You know, the thing is, dogs actually have excellent... You know, an innate sense of direction. Oh, hell they yeah. oftentimes know how to get back. Yeah, but uh, I, you know, we're, we're our dog does not get bugged out by uh, thunder. Doesn't get bugged out mm. by uh, by uh, you know fireworks. None of that stuff. But you know, I had a dog when I was a kid, a German Shepherd that would hide under a bed under any of that yeah. stuff. Yeah. And you literally, and you, you know, it's a German Shepherd, so it, you know, it's a big sized dog, and the only way to get him out is to literally grab his paws and drag him from underneath the bed our dog now couldn't give a damn whether uh anything was blowing up maggie used to be afraid but she can't hear anything anymore i mean i I mean it's gotten or is it just selective listening no it's it's i stood over her the other day and basically you know clapped my hands like this and nothing and i finally had to really give it a good clap and it kind of startled her but yeah, she's not, which is good because she also was not good around this time of year when she'd hear the fireworks off in the distance. You could tell she was getting very nervous. Are, are you sure she just doesn't want to listen to you anymore? Yeah, I'm I mean, pretty there's a sure lot of I people that feel that just way. Just responded a second ago. No, that's not it. Just saying, you know, it's a yeah, possibility. Yeah, I realize that, but you know what? Uh, we're we're Hall of Famers now, so obviously somebody likes listening to us. <laughs> well, I mean, it just takes one person to nominate. Uh, yeah, that's, well. that's all. That's all that means. Takes a takes a village. Yeah, and it, typically that's true, but mm. I think in this case, it only takes one. 
It's 658 with Bax and O'Brien to Rock 102. Live in Cox Grills, Grills, Weber, Big Green Egg, and Traeger Wood-Fired Grills. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? As you know, we live in highly sensitive times, whether it be your inappropriate remarks about certain cultures or your insensitivity towards the way people choose to identify themselves through certain pronouns, for example. Your smart-ass comments have no business here, and your heartless actions against certain oppressed cultures shouldn't be tolerated either. And that is why in today's politically correct climate, such actions are frowned upon and should be dealt with in a decisive manner. Case in point, I'm sure many of you have heard about the incident that happened during a high school basketball game on June 19th when players for the Coronado High School in suburban San Diego began throwing tortillas at the players of Orange Glen High School during the Southern California Division 4A Regional Championship game. Now, Orange Glen happens to be a predominantly Latin American school, and so the tossing of tortillas at these youngsters was met with immediate reprisals. This included the firing of the team's head coach four days later. Plus, the team was placed on probation for the next three years. And yesterday, the California Interscholastic Federation announced that they have vacated Coronado's regional championship as a result of the team's outrageously inappropriate behavior. And that is exactly what it is. It's an absolute outrage in sensitively mocking a youngster's ethnic heritage and exploiting that heritage to gain a shameful advantage. And personally, I have a pr- I have no problem with the State Federation meeting out a swift rebuke. I would also like to state for the record that I happen to love tortillas. To toss them indiscriminately onto the floor or at people in a basketball court is not only culturally inappropriate, it's also a terrible waste of perfectly good tortillas. Those things are delicious. I would much rather have them thrown towards my direction than towards a bunch of innocent youngsters who were already feeling bad enough about losing a state basketball championship to a bunch of suburban jerks in overtime. And as such, I cannot begin to reiterate how many ways this is just plain wrong. If you don't want your tortillas, I'll take them instead and nobody's feelings get hurt. But to toss them in a manner fueled with hatred, that is plain wrong. But hey, and if I'm I yapping, sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Thinking about paying the house and wondering if you can do it yourself? Go see Tyler at the Liberty Street Rockies. Tyler loves helping people with painting projects. He's ready to help you too. Good people, rock solid service at every Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102. Two Springfield's Classic Rock at 710. And the police on Rock 102. Uh, Except for the fact that it's going to be warm at least. Uh, it looks like the 4th of July weekend is going to be as unpleasant as Memorial Day weekend. Um, they're talking about occasional showers today, tomorrow, Saturday, and Saturday will only have a high of 63. Uh, Sunday appears as though it may be salvageable, and Monday looks like it will be. And Sunday looks like it'll be raining in the morning. So if you're planning to go to the 4th of July fireworks at night, you should be all set. But uh, right now, it's a sticky 73 degrees in Springfield. Tell me if you recognize this song. Mm. I I, I have no idea what that is. It is a very popular... Uh, music from inside the NBA on TNT. Okay. And uh, uh, 
let's see. Tell me if you recognize. Uh, where the hell is my music? Oh, I'm on the wrong page. Uh, tell me if you recognize this song. All right. I, well, I'm I, ready. Bet, I bet you won't. Okay. I bet you won't. Okay. I'm going to hit the play. Uh, I definitely don't recognize I, that. I've hit it three times now, and it appears to be playing. So I don't know why I'm not hearing it. Yeah, oh, because it's slow. It's yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yes, it is. Yeah. Both level, songs. Level, level find a way, right? Yep. Both songs. All right, now i got to figure out how to turn it off. Uh, written by the same person. Um. It was a it was a cool article the other day about uh, Trevor Rabin. Uh, it said even the most casual NBA fan probably remembered that classic theme song from being played on NBC during the golden era of '90s basketball. It's one that signals the start of one of the most influential studio shows in sports inside the NBA. <clears throat> the composer of the song is virtually unknown to the show's viewers and even to its hosts, but he's a household name in other corners of music fandom and one of its most prolific composers. Ernie Johnson, one of the hosts of Inside the NBA, says he's a huge fan, and he had no idea that Trevor Rabin wrote that song <laughs> and composed it. And uh, But he did. In fact, it says after the, the heyday of Yes, he quickly became a sought-after composer in Hollywood. In 1998 alone, he scored... Uh, Armageddon, Jack Frost, and Enemy of the State. They were all released with his scores for the entire movie. His most famous work is the theme song of uh, Remember the Titans. That was also played uh, at Barack Obama's acceptance speech for winning the presidency. Right. No, he's, he's definitely gone on to bigger and better things. And he was actually, before joining, yes, he was he's South African. Mm-hmm. And he belonged to a band called Rabbit. And Rabbit in South Africa was like the Beatles anywhere else. I mean, they were a huge band in South Africa, but totally unknown until he joined Yes. And then that's when they had probably their greatest commercial success with 901, 90125 and, and Big Generator after that. By the way, I, I misread what I had said earlier. That, that one from the 90s basketball on NBC, that was written by John Tesh. Uh, and then in the 21st century, uh, this is the new one from, from Trevor Rabin. But, um, yeah, it was, it was actually, a, it was a pretty interesting article. Talked about the South African born guy behind 902, 90125 or 90210. 90125. Uh, no, uh, um, what the hell's the Van Halen one? Uh, OU812. 5150. 51, yeah, yeah. Yeah, right. Uh, there's too many of these. Yeah, he's a rabid uh, basketball fan, particularly enjoys the Lakers, religiously watches games. He says, I remember Shaq once said he liked the theme just in passing, but no one's acknowledged me. Charles Barkley needs to acknowledge it and give a shout out. Otherwise, I'll never support him again, Raven <laughs> joked during a recent interview. Uh, Shaquille O'Neal and Barkley host inside the NBA. Uh, but yeah, 67 years old turned into, he turned to film scoring in the nineties is, uh, the, he's the son of a classical pianist and a v- mother and a violin playing father. 
Yeah, there's a. He's not the only guy to have done that. Like Danny Elfman is, would be another good example. He was the the leader of uh, the band Oingo Boingo back in the eighties. Mm-hmm. And you know, once that band kind of fell apart, he started to do you know TV themes like The Simpsons, for example. Then he went on to film scores, and he's been doing that for twenty five years. You know, now he's uh-huh. starting to do his own stuff again. But it's it it you know it's like. He was so busy doing film scores that he didn't really need to to start another band because the guy was yep. making serious cash doing that kind of work. As a member of Yes, Rabin said he would often try to introduce orchestral components to the music. Yeah, that's a, guys like him, uh, Jeff Lynne. Uh, that's I I love orchestral rock and roll. It's uh, it just it just sounds so much cooler when you know that there's an entire orchestra involved. I'm still listening to this. This machine CD that I had that they recorded, I don't even know what orchestra they did it with, but I've seen them twice play with orchestras and uh, really, really good shows. Um, I'd love to see something like that at Symphony Hall, but uh, well, he's you know the uh, the maestro is not uh, is not so much into those kinds of pop type of shows. Yeah, well, the yeah. maestro is not even here anymore. So well. But they got to get a new maestro if that's the case, and uh, maybe the new guy one over at the courthouse. He's not musical. We don't uh, know that Mark Mastriani does not uh, have any he, uh, background in conducting orchestras. He can't wave a stick. He can wave a gavel. Yeah, well, as fine. A big, and it's, it's a baton. You think you think the uh, orchestra is not going to be able to distinguish uh, what what he's trying to do just because it's a it's a gavel instead no, of a stick? There's a difference between. Waving a baton to keep an orchestra in sync, and then another thing to either uh, you know, to sustain <laughs> objections. I mean, there's a big, you know, there's a big philosophical difference between those two gigs. I think Mark Mastriani can do anything he sets his mind I'm, to. I'm sure that's true. I'm just saying he's not uh, experienced uh, in that kind of work. You know, I saw uh, I saw another article this morning on Mass Live, and I'm like, who's do- not only would I never do this. I've really never seen anybody do this unless there's a backup of traffic. Uh, Police are reminding drivers going into the 4th of July weekend that driving in the passing in the breakdown lane is a $105 fine. Cape Cod traffic during 4th of July is a pain, but that doesn't mean drivers should try to pass in the breakdown lane. When traffic is all backed up leading to the Cape this weekend, it'll cost you $105 to get in front of everyone else. By driving in the breakdown lane, according to the Charlton Police Department, which is nowhere near the Cape. Um, yeah, I mean, I've seen people do that when the traffic is backed up, but I've never seen anybody just do it on a regular uh, a regular drive. No, not usually. Usually there's, there's, there's got to be something that, usually there's got to be something slowing down everything else before you start thinking about the breakdown lane or any either shoulder. Yeah. The police department's uh, uh, Facebook page says it's not a seasonal fee. It's a hundred dollars for every time you get stopped. But I suppose if you can afford a weekend on the Cape, then this fine doesn't really matter too much. I suppose. Uh, but yeah, it is because uh, you know what's going to happen. Oh, and it applies to motorcycles too. Um, what's going to happen is eventually you're going to get stopped behind other people who were in that breakdown lane. And it's a very good possibility that that traffic is stopped because of an accident that either the police or an ambulance or a tow truck has to get to. 
And if well, the breakdown lane is blocked, they can't get there. Except if you're going to the Cape, it doesn't always have anything to do with the uh, with an accident. No. It just it's just about volume yep. of people trying to get on the bridge and onto Route Six and you know to their their final destination. Same thing with like a like a Gunquit, Maine's got the same issue. You know, trying to get in and out of that town on any given summer morning is virtually impossible. Mm-hmm. And that's why you know we chose like uh, to drop our RV in Vermont because there's ain't nobody looking to go there right now. Massachusetts is isn't one of the states that allows motorcycles to split lanes. Yeah, I tell you, I saw that in California. Um, I mean, first of all, I would not get on a two wheeled motorcycle anyway. But it was it was wild to watch them on the highway. They're allowed to go between cars. They can they can ride that line and go between cars. Right. I I think it's a little dangerous. I think uh, I could see where some car driver might get pissed and open up his door just so, you know he looks in the rearview mirror and he sees the bike coming up and he opens his door just to take it out. But um, the other thing I did the other day. Uh, and I was talking to a friend of mine who's in law enforcement, so I think he was right with his answer. I had to go uh, get my bike in uh, in Palmer. I was having it serviced out at uh, Flamingo, and I realized that uh, a few weeks ago when I was driving that Genesis, I had taken the Easy Pass from the bike and put it in the Genesis. I took it back out of the Genesis, but I didn't put it back on the bike. So when I was coming home from Palmer, I used the Mass Pike, and I was like, is there a spot in there between the stanchions on the edges and the grass that I can maybe just weave through because I don't have my easy pass? <laughs> but no, they did. They, they purposely built steel shoulders right. on either side of the stanchions. And it's pay by plate. So I, so I said to my friend, it's the same charge? It's the same cost? He said, yeah. Yeah. And, and I said, well, then they're not going to mail me anything. They'll just take it out of my account, right? He said, yeah. He said, that's basically what they'll do. Yeah, I don't, so. I don't think they do it in, in Massachusetts. I know they do it in some states where if you're on a like a like a tollway or a turnpike, they'll charge you per axle. Right. Yeah. You know, right. And that's and 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 that's a little bit different. But yeah, you know, I don't I, I don't think in Massachusetts they've ever really bothered to differentiate. I just I just can't. And I said it to him because he used to have a motorcycle himself. I said, really? So I said, it'll get the plates of a motorcycle. He goes, yeah, yeah, absolutely. It will. I did think about just uh, stopping and uh, pushing the bike across I don't the think threshold that, of the gantry. I don't think that makes a difference. No I think that gives him an opportunity to get a better shot. <laughs> yeah. It's 723 with Bax and O'Brien at Rock 102. Big, heavy. It's 725 with Bax and O'Brien at Rock 102. If you haven't uh, checked out the Bax and O'Brien podcast yet, it's like listening to the show any time of day, like at night or... Uh, for lunch, it's weird. It freaks you out, man. Yeah, blows your mind. I know people that listen to it at night to help yeah. them fall asleep. Oh man, yeah. it's absolutely true. And it's available on BaxandO'Brien.com and brought to you by uh, Gary Thomas and the Wealth Technology Group of Westfield. You can also subscribe through Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and Spotify. Also, check out Baxi's musical podcast. Uh, my next uh, guest coming up uh, Monday, Jerry Casali of Devo. Got uh, brand new stuff out. Devo's going to be on the road this fall. Uh, it's a really interesting interview, and you'll hear that starting on Monday on Rock on Baxnobrian dot com. I uh, I know people who uh, wake up in the morning after a full night of sleep, start listening to this show, and they fall asleep again. 
Never, I think a lot of never people. Never mind I trying think, to. I think anybody that that's not employed gainfully mm-hmm. probably finds that to be true yeah. all the time. So, uh, did you see they arrested that woman in the uh, in, in the Tour de France? I did see that. Yeah, um, she apparently had not left the country. Uh, she was arrested in France, in custody now, uh, under investigation. This is this uh, this dingbat who is holding holding a sign on the side of the road, facing away from the pack of riders. Who, uh, unfortunately, one of the riders to the farthest right uh, hit the sign, fell, and then dozens and dozens of other uh, riders also uh, fell. Thankfully, only two of them were injured. I'm not even sure if either one of them had to withdraw from the race. And this uh, this woman takes off. It's one of those, uh, she realizes, oh my God, did I just do this? I did. I yes. better get the hell out of here. Uh, yes, she did. Yeah. And, and the sign, I, it, it, it was like a mix of uh, French and German. Yeah. And it basically yeah. said, go grandpa and grandma. Yeah. Were they riding in the uh, Tour de France? No, I, I don't believe uh, they were. Yeah. Um, she was wearing glasses, blue jeans, a red and white striped sweater, a yellow jacket, waterproof kind. Yes, we call that a raincoat. Um, seeking information on the woman before her arrest. And they, uh, I believe they say she turned herself in. Well, you know, everyone in France has seen this woman on TV, which means everybody she knows knows it's her. The people who know her, yes. Well, of course. But all the other people, you get rid of that jacket, get rid of those sunglasses, get rid of that hat, get rid of that sign. Right. But but, and, but every friend, every family member, yeah. every coworker, every neighbor is saying, huh. Yeah, that's nice, Jenny. Or nice, Barbie or whatever yeah, the hell her name is. Uh, nice job at the Tour de France. Yeah. Yeah. And they got and you got to believe just to just to get those people off her back. She said, OK, fine. I'll turn myself in. Yeah. But then didn't really plan to, and then for whatever reason she did. It probably wasn't getting any uh, <sighs> any Fourth of July celebration uh, invitation. Well, they don't really celebrate the Fourth of July in France. Uh, Bastille Day. All right, but that's coming up in a few more months. Yeah, yeah, and I bet that you got to get your invitations out well in advance. Yeah, well, and they were probably all telling her, "You're not coming to the party this year." I don't, I don't care how how much wine and French cheese you bring, and I don't even want to see your new bike. It's uh, where do you see the new bike I yeah. got? I, I'm going to guess that every bike shop in France has got her picture on it. <laughs> yeah. Have you sell. seen this woman? Yeah. Seven twenty nine, a rock one oh two. Hey, it's Bax to tell you about my bathroom. As I've told you before, my t- seven thirty one with Bax and O'Brien, a rock one oh two. It's time for news. Brought to you by Yankee Home Improvement. This month, receive sixty percent off installation with no money down, no payments, and no interest for a full year. Visit Yankeehomeimprovement dot com. Always use the keyword Bax. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thanks, Bax. Five people were forced from their homes after a fire at an apartment building in Springfield's Lower Forest Park neighborhood this morning. Springfield Fire Captain Drew Piemonte said they were called to 34 Belmont Avenue around 3.30 a.m. due to a fire in the fourth floor apartment. Is this the same fire that was on Belmont Road? Yes. Yes, it was moved over to Belmont Avenue when they realized they are in the wrong <laughs> place. <laughs> kind of like MGM moved the armory. Uh, yes, they, yeah. they lifted the fire up yeah. and yeah. then decided to move it somewhere else. Uh, six apartments received what Piemonte called excessive water damage in the firefighting effort. A total of five tenants will not be allowed to return home for now, and they were being helped by the Red Cross. The Arson and Bob Squad is investigating. Bob Squad? Bomb Squad. Oh. Yeah. 
The Bob Squad. Yeah, the, well, Bob, the Bob Squad. squad. <laughs> I thought you were talking about like a mod squad. But no. that would be cool to bring those guys back, huh? Hey, hey uh, who are we going to get to find out the cause of this fire? Hey, Bob. The Bob Squad. Bob, you and your brother Bob, come on out here. Here they are. The I'm Bob sorry. Squad. I'm not going to be able to make it. I'm going to send Bob instead. Uh, Bill Cosby is a free man today. The entertainer who has plans to return to his home in Shelburne has had his sexual assault conviction of Bill, uh, overturned Tuesday by the Pennsylvania Supreme Court, which ruled that testimony from other accusers permitted at Cosby's retrial denied him due process and the presumption of innocence. The justices also uh, noted an increased trend of allowing testimony which crossed the line into character attacks. The ruling makes a third prosecution unlikely. You know, it's kind of funny because you always uh, wondered whether or not they were going to overturn this based on the past behavior issue that was allowed to be used as evidence. Not so much uh, about the fact that um, that there was a previous agreement from a prior district attorney telling Bill Cosby, don't worry, you'll never be charged for this. That, in fact, was the basis for doing this. Uh, not the not the other thing, which most people thought. Geez, I don't yeah. know if that should be allowed. But you know, I mean, I, ju- I just have a hard time imagining that this district attorney didn't realize that he was bound to the same agreements that preceded him. And even if he even if he didn't realize that, he had to realize it's a risk. Well, because it had all there had all because it's a high profile case. There's already been some uh, decisions made uh, as far as you know how you prosecute the guy. They go ahead and basically deny him the right to to invoke his Fifth Amendment rights, and that's why he's out. Well, I, and I haven't seen anybody showing this agreement yet, exactly how it was written, and I, and I haven't seen anybody show an actual law, including the appeals court. I haven't seen anything that said that an agreement from a prior district attorney cannot still be in that that a subsequent district yeah. attorney doesn't have the option to file charges because a, his predecessor but, made some kind of an agreement but that's why this whole thing was reversed and it was reversed by a higher court so based on the higher court's opinion i haven't seen them cite any laws yet as to what the basis was you, for their reversal. Well, there had to be some sort of precedent for this, right? I, I'm i not sure. That's what I'm saying. I haven't seen it. I've, I've heard a number of these legal experts on the networks talk about this, I, and, and I haven't heard anybody say anything about that. I don't know. I mean, to me, if, there's an, if the, you can make a case for prosecutorial uh, misconduct in this case, I mean, it's a shame to let this guy go. I mean, this talking about nearly 60 women that have accused this guy of of uh, of sexual assault, mm-hmm. and, and, you know, if if you're one of the victims, or I, I would be out, outraged by this. But you know, I mean, the guy goes into these uh, into these interviews thinking that he doesn't have the ability to evoke his uh, Fifth Amendment rights because of an agreement that was made with the DA. He basically, I, I mean, he he the, the more he talks, the worse it sounds. He's basically giving all the information the prosecutors would ever want in a case like this, and then they use it against him in the, in, the, in his conviction, which, based upon what was uh, agreed to by the previous DA, that should never have been allowed to happen. Yeah. The a- other, they asked one of the women also, do you at least get some solace in knowing that a jury convicted him based on the evidence? And she's like, no, not really, not now, not after this. I wonder if he'll be having uh, coffee outside on the streets of Shelburne. 
like he has been seen in the past. Well, what did you say? You said that he's believed to be returning there? Supposedly this weekend, yeah. Huh. Well, I still find it curious that his wife is not anywhere in any of these videos you've seen from yesterday when he was released. Ah, come on. Well, you know, she, but she doesn't want the attention. Yeah. But well, she could very easily have spoken to the media after this, this whole thing, and she hasn't. She's yeah. been very, very yeah. quiet. That's what I mean. Uh, I'm, I'm guessing that marriage might be over. What would make you think that? Uh, um, the fact he was accused of raping up to sixty people. All right, I can see your point there. Yeah. A uh, six-year-old criminal case involving the poisoning and medical abuse of a seven-year-old child ended with a Northampton woman being sentenced to probation Tuesday. Uh, 39-year-old Julie Gordon of Northampton pleaded no contest to a misdemeanor charge of reckless endangerment of a child and was sentenced to probation until September 2023. Christopher Conley, Gordon's former husband and co-defendant, was charged with attempted murder after he admitted injecting liquid drain cleaner into the victim's ad- abdomen in an attempt to kill her. He was sentenced to 16 to 18 years in prison last February. Uh, uh, excuse me, that's it? Yeah. Where, where are you getting that story from? Uh, that was from uh, our in-house news service. We, we, don't, we don't actually have an in-house news we, service. We actually do. Um, well, where, where would I see that? Because I, that's a very, obviously, that's, there's not a lot of details there. This is from an employee that works in Northampton that sends out a news thing every morning. Really? Yeah. Okay, well, now we have somebody else to make fun of. Uh, Uh, I don't remember whether this child had a a medical condition. Were were these the kinds of parents who thought they were doing a favor? Yeah. And the the mother only got probation because she obviously turned evidence against the father. Yeah, the the daughter had some sort of medical condition that prevented her from leaving the bed. So then okay. she had to, like a colostomy bag or some sort of stomach feeding t- t- tube thing mm-hmm. uh, that he was injecting liquid plumber into. In what they and thought it, was a mercy killing. Right. Yeah, okay. Mm. All right. So, um, that yeah. That would have been nice to know. Well, hey, uh, you know, you can't always get the uh, great news right. Well, if you get the Mass Live version of it, you would have had all that. I will check Mass Live next time in an attempt to be correct. Well, I mean, informative. I would I would be I would be suspicious of an in-house news service anyway. (laughs) The uh, Eden Prairie Police Department in Minnesota said that uh, not just one, but two people were arrested for DWI in a single traffic stop earlier this week. Police say uh, the arrests happened on Monday. An officer saw a car speeding on Highway 62 and roll through a red traffic light. As the officer tried to pull the vehicle over, he saw the vehicle slowing down and noted the, the driver and front seat passenger switching spots. While the car was in motion, once the vehicle had been pulled over, the officer saw both occupants with watery bloodshot eyes and noted the smell of alcohol. The man in the passenger seat, who had been in the driver's seat when the traffic stop was initiated, blew a .24 in a preliminary breath test, and the woman, uh, who who the officer said switched spots, blew a .15. After him, yeah. Mm. But uh, would it be safe to say that uh, one of them already had like a pending charge or a probation or something? Uh, That's why they switched? No, he probably switched because he thought that he knew he was drunk and he thought that if I'm not in the driver's seat when the cop gets here and, and he didn't know she was drunk for some reason. 
He probably thought he was going to fool a cop. Yeah, Maybe, but it's also possible that uh, he said, well... I just saw my probation officer this morning, so maybe if we switch things around, I won't get have to go back into the tank. But there's also, some states have, don't they have extreme DUI, where if mm-hmm. you're over a certain blood alcohol content, it's worse penalty than yeah. it would be if you were just like two beers over the limit? Yep, some states do have that. Well, maybe Minnesota is one of them. Yeah, could be. But uh, I just don't know how you do that switch in cars anymore that that have... Like you know, it's like a center console consoles, or something. Yeah, yeah. It's it was hard enough to do in a bench seat for God's sake back in the seventies. Does anybody even make a bench seat anymore? <laughs> Not for, for front, cars. For the front seat of a car. <laughs> uh, pickup trucks still do. do oh, really? okay. Um, but it's one of those ones where you just fold the armrest down and it becomes the bench seat. Oh, okay. Uh, sure. Yeah. But I haven't mm-hmm. seen like a full on bench seat nope. in a long time. No. Nope. A Kentucky man was recently arrested for allegedly assaulting two TSA agents at the Louisville airport. 40-year-old Anthony Stagall of Danville breached the TSA checkpoint at Louisville Muhammad Ali International Airport on the morning of June 15th. He started yelling, I want my plane to Iraq, after he allegedly punched one TSA agent in the face and shoved another. The punched agent was later taken to a nearby hospital. After making his way through the checkpoint, Stagall ignored agents who told him to stop when he ran towards an airport. plane gate. Uh, There he was handcuffed by plainclothes DEA agents. The incident briefly shut down the Louisville airport as officers took Seagal into custody. He was taken to the Louisville jail and faces charges of probation and uh, multiple other charges. Aside from the criminal charges, Stagall was also fined uh, nearly $14,000 by the TSA for violating security requirements. Can you imagine that? That that deal you got for $79 one way. Mm-hmm. Turned into a fourteen thousand dollar trip. Yeah, well, because you couldn't jerk. behave yourself. You, you know, they're going to get to a point. They're already some of the airlines have already stopped serving alcohol on planes. Um, well, it's funny because when I, I flew last week, mm-hmm. Southwest had no alcohol. Yeah, yeah. JetBlue on the way back, because mm-hmm. I took two different airlines. They offered beer and wine. Yeah. But I'm guessing at some point they're going to have to come back in time even further to say, all right, how many of these people are getting dr- getting on the airplane drunk? How many of these people are spending an hour or two in a bar in the airport? Maybe we need to start monitoring that as well. You know, it's one thing to not serve alcohol on the plane. If the person gets on the plane and they're sober, yeah. they've got to get started. But if they've been sitting in the airport for an hour and a half at one of the bars, that's your problem. Yeah, but then you'd almost have to shut those places down if you got or people. Or take out the alcohol. Or you've got, I'm not just talking about the flights, I'm talking about like the. No, I'm talking about the restaurants. Yeah. you got to take out the alcohol. But you've, got, to, but you've got plenty of places that, that are just there as bars. I know. And, you know, if you're. If you're a late, if you got a layover, your flight's been mm-hmm. uh, you know delayed or whatever. I mean, you know, you got to pass the time somehow. The uh, flight attendants were uh, pretty adamant about uh, enforcing the rule that even though you're allowed to bring those little nips on the plane with you, mm. you sh- it's illegal to open them and drink them on the plane. See, now that's the other thing. I think you should be allowed to buy those and have a limit. And I don't know how you would limit a person who went from this liquor store, yeah. this pay- place in the airport, to this place in the airport, bought three here because, let's say, there's a three-nip limit. They bought three here, and then they bought three over there. I don't know how you police that. 
but um, it, it, it almost makes more sense that if you let them buy alcohol in the airport and try to maximize the purchase, it's better than letting them sit at a bar at a restaurant or just a bar inside the airport. You know, it, it, it's funny. One of the cheapest places to buy booze has always been the duty-free shop at the airport. <laughs> duty. I know, I just duty. said duty. That's Let's a very funny word. Let's all stop at the duty-free shop. But it's true. Let's all stop at the duty-free shop. You, you buy your, you say like you're in uh, Jamaica, and then you wait to go to uh, the duty-free shop to buy yourself some delicious Jamaican rum. Mm-hmm. Well, you're getting it at a, at a great price, and... You know, everything is, uh, is, you know, as far as uh, customs goes, it's a whole lot smoother. You know, I didn't, when uh, we went to Aruba, John, mm-hmm. at least, and there was that duty-free shop that yep. was in the uh, Aruba airport, mm-hmm. I didn't see much of a difference in price. Yeah. From, I don't if you bought a difference in price from when you bought it on the island or when you bought it in the, uh, the duty-free shop? Meaning, like, uh, the prices here were not really that much different than the duty-free shop price. Right. It depends on what you're getting. So if you're getting, for example, uh, a, a bottle of something that uh, comes from a, a different country, it's hard to get here. Yeah. Then then you're kind of, uh, then you're getting a deal. But if you're getting, say, like a bottle of Bacardi, which is sold in every liquor store in America, you may not be getting much of a deal at all. I don't know. I just... Uh I didn't think it was that much of a deal, and uh, it wasn't really worth it. You did buy an eighty-pound wheel of cheese, though, didn't well, you? Well, that's uh, besides. I w- that's because I had all that alcohol that I decided to buy. It was a sixty-five-dollar wheel of cheese, by oh, the way. Okay, mm-hmm. my mistake. Um, which uh, which eventually went bad, and we had to throw the rest of it out. Can you imagine that? Cheese doesn't go bad. You just trim off the off the mold, and it's it's perfectly fine on the inside. I'm pretty sure it goes bad once you freeze it, because that's what we tried to do. Oh, yeah, yes. Twenty uh, seven year old Vincent Marks lives lives in Plaquemine, Louisiana, near the Baton Rouge uh, city of Baton Rouge, and likes to pretend to be a cop. And earlier this month, he pulled someone over near New Orleans. He had uh, his car had flashing lights, so the driver assumed it was a real cop and pulled into a parking lot. Then Vincent used his own car to block the guy in. He whipped out a fake badge and acted like a police officer, but it turned out he picked the wrong person to mess with because the driver happened to be a real a police, police officer. officer. Ah, no nuts. way. The uh, guy also recognized Vincent because they'd had a run-in before. He was, in, was involved in some sort of domestic dispute earlier this year. Oh, Vincent. It's, it's Why not, didn't you just stick to movie reviews? Starry, starry night. Yeah, I'm thinking more of the one uh, getting the vodka, oh. cigarettes, and fireworks <laughs> delivered. <laughs> Put it on the, put it on the counter. Uh, it sounds like he uh, took off when the real cop recognized him because it uh, happened on June 10th, and they just tracked him down this past Monday. He's facing charges for impersonating a police officer. Well, good for you, Vincent. Yeah, I don't know. Vincent's picks were never uh, the best. Vincent was an art house goon. <laughs> Your uh, Pioneer Valley forecast brought to you by Fogbuster Nitro Cold Brew Coffee in the black and white can in the beverage cooler. It's going to be mostly cloudy today with chances of thunderstorms throughout the day and a high of 77. Tomorrow, more... uh... Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 7.54 on Rock 102. Uh, Occasional showers today with a high uh, in the upper 70s. And then uh, tomorrow, the same with a high... 
I'm not, it's not that I'm making this up. It's just that I'm forgetting the order of days and temperatures because it's going to change. And uh, today, going up to 78. Tomorrow, 68. Saturday, 63. But it looks like the most uh, of the 4th of July weekend is not going to be nice. The uh, Southwick Nationals are coming to the WIC 338 in Southwick on July 10th. The, uh, the fifth round of the 2021 Lucas Oil Pro Motocross Championships and they're happening right in our back door. Uh, kids under 12 are half price. The kids under 6 are, are uh, free. Limited VIP and preferred uh, viewing is available at wick333.com. We happen to have a pair of tickets uh, to give away right now to 10th caller at 293-1021. Good luck to you. But nothing is really happening at our back door. Close enough. I mean, it's uh, these are national championships that are happening in Southwick. That's yeah. nearly at our back door. I'm, I'm a little concerned about the use of the phrase back door. Well, you would because you have to sexualize everything. I'm no, just, no, I am no, just purely no, giving you no. a sense of what's going on at the WIC 338 in Southwick. I'm just, I'm just saying is all. Uh, Judy Matt will be joining us next hour around uh, eight forty-five. We're going to be Good, talking I'm about starving. some fireworks. Well, again, uh, <laughs> she doesn't that, have to bring anything. Of course, she doesn't have to, but uh, she's got a long precedent of uh, of loading us up with all kinds of not just nutritious foods, but but snack foods you know, and things like that. She's the kind of person who can't show up anywhere without bringing something. Yeah, it's like yeah. You know, how often do you? You you say it, but with great insincerity. Oh, can I bring anything? Hoping right. they say, oh, no, right. no, you don't need to bring anything. We got everything all set. Judy wouldn't listen to that. Judy no. would bring something no matter what. It could be a potato right. salad, a three-bean salad, maybe that gross carrot salad with the raisins inside, yeah. but she, at least she'd bring something. The only thing I've ever brought is uh, Pepsi and a box of ringdings. That's what uh, that's what my friends brought out to Long Island See, that now, time. I have uh, I have no issue with a box of ringdings. No, I, mo- most people wouldn't. I like a good yeah. I like a good ringding. I think that'd be okay. Not ashamed to say. It's 7.57 with Bax and O'Brien at Rock 102. GG Inks, screen printing and embroidery. They print their shirt on your back. Heck, they make the Rock 102 shirt. Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. It's just about 810 and Led Zeppelin on Rock 102. Kind of a bummer. Uh, cloudy with occasional showers today, tomorrow. Showers expected on Saturday. Sunday morning as well, but it looks like it could be nice by the time the fireworks come around on Sunday night. And then the 4th of July seems salvageable. It's 73 right now in downtown Springfield. Well, let me turn that bummer right around. And now, live from the Aaron Moran Studios in East Long Meadow, Massachusetts, it's Open, Open Line, Line Thursday. Thursday. <laughs> 293-1021, the number for Open Line Thursday. I don't want to hear any profanity. I don't want to hear any hate speech. You yeah, might as well just get that out of your system right away. Yep, and uh, no question. That the open line feature is uh, probably one of the top things that helped us get into the Hall of Fame. Its success is very well known around these parts. <laughs> okay. Uh-huh. Sure it is. Uh-huh. Let's uh, hit the phone and see what we got here. Rock 102, good morning. Who's this? Hey, how you doing? I'm looking for Potato Head. <laughs> I think he's referring to you. Potato Head, do you use home speakers as earbuds? <laughs> You moron! <laughs> Rock, 102. Rock 102. Good morning, who's this? Wild Bill the Landscaper. Hey, Wild Bill, what's up? 
How about Kelly Reardon getting engaged, huh? Nah, nah, yeah. huh? It's like uh, a couple of months old now, isn't it? Hey, Scott, I'm, I'm, I've been under a rock, all right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah apparently. It's still, it's still tough news to take. Yeah. Guy just got his divorce, so let's go! Uh, uh, okay, <laughs> all right. Uh, rock, uh, rock 102, good morning, uh, is this? Good morning, this is Feather. I wanted to say congratulations. Uh, thank you, Feather. We appreciate that. And also, I can't whistle. I can't whistle. I tried. Last time I tried, I sucked. <laughs> oh. This time, I'm trying. I can't do it. The so, Kelly Reardon thing. Reardon. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. But down here, we got Scott Haney. Uh, yeah. Connecticut. Yeah. All right. And by the way, so your name is Feather? Feather. Yeah. Like that, Heather, but with an F. No, I, I was uh, understanding exactly the spelling. I'm just, it's an unusual <laughs> name. Yeah. But it's your given name at birth? No, oh. I was named after the Kiss song, Beth, actually. Oh. I see. You just prefer well, that's a, fine a more name. ornithological reference. Yeah. yeah. Gotcha. All right, well, thank you right. very much for the call, Feather. Thanks, Appreciate Feather. It. All right, there you go. Uh, rock one. Oh, I'm crying out loud. Uh, Rock 102, good morning, who's this? Hello? Nope. Okay. Right. Uh, Rock 102, good morning, who's this? Good morning, this is Ben from Pickety. How are you? Very good. good. What can we do for you? So, about the uh, white line in California on the motorcycles. I was just out there and uh, driving down the five, and I experienced that. It's quite a, uh, you know, they're only allowed to do 15 miles an hour by law, but... um. What are you yeah. talking? Wait, what are you talking about? You were talking about motorcycles traveling on the white line between cars. <gasps> oh, okay, all right. So I was just in California, and it freaked me out when I was driving down the five. And I asked my brother-in-law, and he said, "Oh, yeah, it's perfectly legal, but you're only allowed to do 15 miles an hour more than the, the cars you're passing." Oh, okay. I never knew that part. More than the cars yeah. you're passing, but most of the cars aren't moving. Right. So you're supposed to be doing 15 miles an hour. Yeah, like oh. that's going to happen. Yes, sir. All right. All right. Okay, now I understand. Thanks. Thank Appreciate it. Okay, Rock 102. Good morning. Is this? It's Nick from Southwick. What's up, Steve? How are you? It's it's Bax and O'Brien, Nick, but thanks for calling. Oh, I thought it was Steve. Uh, how are you guys doing today? Uh, good. good. What's on your mind? Not much. I just wanted to say thanks for uh, doing what you guys do, and I'm real proud to listen to Hall of Famers on the radio. Oh, <laughs> thank you. Very proud to be them. Yeah, would you? Yeah, do you, it's a you pretty a prestigious award for two uh, local guys, you know. Well, yeah, you yeah, know, it is what it is. Yeah. We're, we're, it's a little uh, overdue, but thanks. Kind, kind of a big deal. <laughs> yeah. you, right. Do you want to talk right, to guys, Steve? Have a good day. No, okay. uh, Rock one hundred and two. Good morning. Who's this? Yeah, this is Bill. Way down in Southington, down South Connecticut. The stations down here suck. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. thank God the stations up here have big signals. <laughs> it's all- oh, I'm telling you. Keep it up, guys. All Congratulations. Right. Oh, thank, thank you. you. Very much. Thanks. All right. Appreciate it. Uh, Rock 102, good morning. Who's this? Hey, this is Mark from Ludlow. What's up, Mark? Hey, uh, John, did you ever get towing insurance on your uh, uh, scooter? Towing? In- no, I can't. Can't you? Um, I I rode motorcycles for years, and I had it on my AAA. And that's what I have been I told, had, and I've been told that by so many different people. 
But I called AAA themselves, and they said they don't offer motorcycle towing. Wow. I I know. Progressive Insurance. Yeah. Yeah, well, get, I, I, get on the horn with Flo. Maybe she can help you. I've got Geico, and they they don't offer it. Uh, actually, I don't think I checked with Geico, but um, I have Geico down in Florida. I don't even remember what I have uh-huh. up here. But, yeah, no, AAA doesn't do uh, motorcycle and towing. Wow, that's weird because I know I had it, but I haven't had it in, like, five years. I okay. had it. Yeah. Okay. Thanks. All right, thank you. Yeah, I've had it previously. Uh, Rock 102, good morning. Who's this? Hello, you talking to me? Hey, hey. what's going on? Hey, I want to say no, no, no to the Yankee home improvements. Okay. Okay. Thank you very I appreciate much. it. All right. There you <laughs> okay. go. There you have it. All right. 293-1021. The lines are wide, wide, wide open. Much more so than they would have been a moment ago. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> so there is that. Yeah, yeah, we have that to look forward yeah. to. Uh, yeah, I, I tell you, it doesn't make any sense that AAA does not offer motorcycle insurance. I, well, I mean, I, are, they, are they saying no to you because you're not really riding a motorcycle? Uh, or stop it. Of course I am. Speaking of which, so I go to uh, I go to Flamingo the other day to get my bike serviced. Yeah. They have these things like scooters that you can Sure. $2,300. And the guy says, yeah, well, it can go 65 miles an hour. Really? I go, that'll barely cover the copay for my ER visit. I didn't think those things could go that fast. I didn't either. Wow. I didn't either. I thought, I thought those were like the kind of things you'd see you know, Lou Reed riding yeah. on in yeah. New York or yeah. something like that. No, he said it can go 65. Wow. Uh, Rock 102, good morning. Who's this? Hey, this is Nate. Hey, Nate. What's up? Hey, um calling to say the same thing that everyone is. Congratulations on the honor induction in December, you guys. Thank you very much. You deserve it. We appreciate you, uh, it. You put, a, yeah, you put a lot of, lot of laughs in a lot of people's mornings. Um, and we all thank you for it. Well, thank you. Thank we you appreciate that. Thank you very much. Take care. All right. Uh, it's not what everybody's saying. Rock 102, good morning. Who's this? Should be. You guys talking to me? Hey! What's going on with you? Hey, I'm doing well. Thank you. Hey, this is City Councilor Jim Lay over at Hoyoke. Hey, hey Jim. Congratulations to the both of you guys. Um, very proud to uh, you know to know both of you, and uh, very excited for this uh, very prestigious award for you guys. Well, thank you, well, Jim. Thank we you, appreciate Jim. it. Good, good. Well, you guys continue doing the good job, and I have to get back to work. Take oh. care. Oh, <laughs> you're starting yeah. now? Yes, continue oh, running yeah. that city. <laughs> yeah. right. uh, Rock 102. Good morning. Who's this? Robin. Who? Robin. Okay. Robin. Okay, Robin. Robin. What's going on? Nothing. I just heard you were talking about uh, the AAA towing on bikes. I've had it on my bike for years, and it's still there. It's just, uh, they call it recreational vehicles. Uh, all right. I mean, I'll try again. I, I've done it. I, I just called them a few months ago when I had to have the bike towed, and I was told no, but I'll. Uh, mine, I just renewed mine. It's on there right now. I've had it for years. I, I wonder if they're not writing new policies. They're just renewing existing ones. You might have it. You might have a point there, but again, I renewed mine uh, yeah. beginning of the year. Mine's always been on there. Yeah. All right. I'll try it again, or try right, a diff- try a Thanks. different company. Maybe you know AAA is not doing it, but somebody else might. Rock one hundred and two. Good morning. Who's this? Yeah, this is Nancy. Hi, Nancy. How are you? Good. And you? Good. Very good. Thanks. What's on your mind? Is it? Am I on? For- you are on the air right now, Nancy. Yes. Yeah. Oh, okay. You guys just sound different. Congratulations. Thank you. And I would like to tell you a joke. 
Okay. All right, we're ready. Okay. A friend went to go visit his friend at his barn, and the friend was right, was dancing around his tractor naked. And he said, what the heck are you doing driving, dancing around your tractor naked? And his friend said, well, my wife and I were going to a marriage counselor. And while I was leaving the office, the marriage counselor whispered in my ear, hey, if you want to save your marriage, go home, get naked, and do something to a tractor. Do something to a tractor. Oh, yes. Yes. Subtle. I can Very now good, see Nancy. a second Zing. induction Ow. to the Hall of Fame. <laughs> Excellent. Thanks, All right. That's a good joke right there. Do something to a tractor. Yeah. Uh, Rock 102. Good morning. Who's this? Hey, it's uh, George from Agawam. Hello, hey, George. Hey, uh, George. How you doing? I'm all right. But, uh, mm. you know, uh, just because you guys haven't gotten fired and you've made it 25 years, I don't, don't get your heads too uh, swelled up over this. So I wouldn't be listening to this station if it wasn't for Steve Nagel and Hollywood Trash and how much he needles you guys. <laughs> Do you ever go to like you know, a you ever go to like a maternity ward and tell the, uh, the the newborn parents how ugly their children are? No, but that's a good idea. It might be entertaining. Do you ever, you ever get to go to a funeral home and tell the grieving family how happy you are? He's finally dead. Yes, that. that Only free- if it was my parents. There you go. <laughs> I'm so I'm sorry right. for your loss, but that freeloading bastard owes me money. Yeah. yeah. All right. Thanks. All right. There you go. Boy, that George. He's uh, he's a delight. Uh, Rock 102. Good morning. Who's this? Hi. This is Jay. Hey, Jay. What's I up? Just want to just want to say congrats to you guys. Oh, thank you. Thank and, you, Jay. Uh, uh, John, you've got to stop calling your, your, your spider a bike. It's got three wheels, my friend. Not a bike. <laughs> you know, Please, for, for, for the love of God. Yeah, yeah. You know, for seven years, I've been taking this. And and it's funny because every time I pull into a, like a bike night or, or one of those concerts where they have bike, piking, uh, bike parking, rather, uh, I'll pull in, and I always try to stay as far away from the two wheelers as possible. And every, almost all the time, somebody will say to me, "Why are you parking all the way over there?" I'm like, "Cause I don't want to put this near your real bikes." And they all <laughs> laugh, and they all invite me over. They all tell me it's no big deal. Yeah, well, that's because they feel sorry. For yeah, me. yeah, that's yeah. Yeah, well, I, I get it. I just bust. Yeah. Yeah, but it's fun it. though. It yeah. is. It's fun to yeah, bust yeah, yeah, balls. Yeah, yeah. Isn't it? All right. All right. You guys have a great day. Thank you, you too. All right. Uh, Rock 102. Good morning. Who's this? Good morning. This is Jerry. How you doing? Good, Good. Jerry. What's up? I just wanted to heckle those guys about. Uh, the proper term for what he's talking about out there in California is lane splitting. Lane splitting? And, uh, okay. Lane splitting. And here in, uh, I'm in Central Mass. I can get motorcycle coverage on AAA. You have to, you have to, it's, a, it's an add-on. Yeah. Uh, and also Progressive offers um, yeah. towing for the motorcycle. I'm on, I'm on the website now. I'm looking again, and I'll, uh, and I'll give them a call to try and find out. Every time I've tried now to get to the AAA office in West Springfield, I keep getting detoured to the DMV or uh, the RMV. So, but, but I will right. try. All right. Thanks. Well, good luck with that lobster with wheels. Right. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Uh, Rock 102, good morning. Who's this? Hey, my name's Nadine. First time caller. Oh, thank you um, very much. Long time listener. Nice. So, um, Congratulations, of course. And Thank you. Well, well deserved and long overdue. But um, you guys were talking about how there won't be a physical presence, like a, like a a place you can go and be recognized. It's just like kind of out there. Oh yeah, so there's. Kind of curious. 
What? What? Go ahead. No, I'm I'm kind of curious because like if there was like a Hall of Fame museum kind of a place, you what would you put there? You know, you go um, and you see somebody's giant basketball sneakers or something <laughs> like that. I mean, like what would you? I'm just curious, like, uh, what, what would you put out there to represent yourself? We would put, we could put out a, a Bax and O'Brien T-shirts. I think there's a, uh, a bobblehead out there somewhere. Yeah, we had a, we had CDs that we might still have lying around. Um, oh, billboard uh, makeups of billboards uh, previously. Uh, <laughs> okay. You know, I mean, there's there's stuff. Oh yeah, there's, there's stuff. I mean, we got the we got a whole twenty six years. We got we got a whole office full of stuff we don't use anymore. <laughs> some of my pens, yeah, some of our laughable paychecks, uh, uh, old headphones that still have hair <laughs> hanging from the ear holes. <laughs> it's oh, lots. that's perfect. There's yeah, lots, there's lots of stuff to donate. Yeah. You know, if in fact it were a brick and mortar. Uh, building that, yeah. that you could actually well, go hey, to. You never know. So you better you better keep things in mind. Yeah. And and perhaps one day, yeah. uh, even in front of this building, for maybe uh, a statue. A statue, please. <laughs> you know, stop it. You never know. I yeah, yeah, I see I, it too. I can see a bust of uh, uh, of us. Oh no, I'm talking full body statue. Oh my god. <laughs> Like, all right. Well, like, like, what's his name over there in right. Forest Park? <laughs> Brunton or whoever? Oh, I have no yeah. idea. All right. Thank all right, you. Thank, thanks for the call. Yeah. Appreciate it. All right. Uh, Taught her a lesson. Rock 102. Good morning. Who's this? Louis the Anti-Joker. Oh, oh, Louis. There you go. Hi. How you doing, Louis? I'm good. Thank you for asking. I have some anti-jokes for you. Okay. Right. We're ready. How many leopards does it take to change a light bulb? I don't know. How, How many leopards? leopards does it take to change a light bulb? Well, I've got 78 of them in the experiment room, and at the moment, all of them are just wandering around aimlessly. I don't believe they know how to change a light bulb. 78 of them in the experiment room? I live a very interesting life. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I would say so. Why did Danny DeVito give a pair of blue suede shoes to the garbage man? <laughs> I don't know, I but don't know. obviously it's got you busted up. They were worn out and needed to discard them. <laughs> <laughs> How do you help an elderly person cross the street? I don't know. I'm How do you sure. help an elderly person cross the street? How the hell would I know? Just make sure they don't get hit by a car. <laughs> <laughs> there once was a man from Nantucket. Oh, my. Mm. He's lived there over 60 years now, born and raised. His name is Butch, and he volunteers for the Lions <laughs> Club, which is very busy during the summer months. <laughs> volunteers at the what? The Lions Club. <laughs> Please, let me get through this. <laughs> Believe me, we're all trying. Why did Sir Mix-a-Lot write Baby Got Back? I don't know. Because <laughs> he had a preference for the often large two-rounded portions of the exterior anatomy located on the posterior over the tissue that overlies the pectorum. <laughs> <laughs> and I just want to personally say congratulations on your radio participation trophy. <laughs> Thank you, Louis. Very good. Oh, a very good open line Thursday. Day 27 on Rock 102.
There's never- Brian to Rock 102. Judy Matt from the Spirit of Springfield is scheduled to be here a little bit later on this hour to talk about the 4th of July fireworks. Yeah, I, I, and I'm starving, so I, uh, I'm i looking forward to it. Again, she could show up empty-handed. She, she could, although she never has. Yeah, I know. And I don't believe she ever, ever has. So uh, uh, the bridge will be closing uh, Saturday night at 11 p.m. No more traffic over the uh, Memorial Bridge. It'll reopen, they say, Sunday night at about the same time. Um and then uh, boat traffic. I, I, I've always wanted to. I've always wanted. I mean, I I really enjoy the VIP party at the tent at Riverfront Park, but it's always kind of. I've always kind of wondered what it must be like to be in a boat. Uh, probably the same as it is to be in a VIP party, only with less people. Nah, I don't know about that. You know, you get a you get a different kind of a different kind of angle, a different kind of view. Um, well, I mean, you, you can't get closer than than where we are, and even those boats can't get too close to the yeah. Because there's the bridge. cops out there on boats too, yeah, and they only let you. Actually, I think they are farther south than the than the park is. I, I think they are. Yeah. So but, I mean, it is. I mean, the, what if I went in in a dive suit? I could probably yeah. get my stepfather could probably loan me a, a scuba suit. Although, again, they've sh- they showed the other day you can walk across parts of the river. Don't try it, yeah. but it's shallow enough that you can walk across it. Yeah, I think you'd look good in a dive suit. Yeah, with yeah. a snorkel, because I'll be in like three inches of water. <laughs> you can't be too under prepared although, for something like that. Although I almost drowned in that much in Aruba. It was only about five inches of water in Aruba, but I was so cocked I almost drowned in it. We got news coming up next to Rock 102. Hey, everybody, it's Bax, and I'm here to talk to you about my bathroom. As you've heard me talk about before, my uh, bathroom needed some serious help with a tub and the shower looking a little bit worse for wear. And that's why I called the folks at Yankee Home, the Never Caddy Wampus Company. A real person took my call. I got someone to the house in a pr- pretty quick uh, period of time, and we were able to design the bath we wanted in just a matter of minutes. They showed up on time, and they'll be able to install it in as little as one day. And if you call Yankee Home right now and you tell them back sent you, you'll receive 60% off installation with no money down, no interest, and no payments for a full year. Call or visit yankeehome.com and use the keyword backs for an extra something special. That's yankeehome.com keyword backs. To those who step up to work the sunrise shift, power through the double shifts, or conquer the overnighters, McDonald's wants to serve you a tasty breakfast at a great price. Pick two for $2. Choose between a sausage McMuffin, sausage burrito, or any size premium roast coffee. Or enjoy two sausage McMuffin with egg sandwiches for $4. McDonald's. No matter the shift, we're happy to serve you. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Price of participation may vary. Single item at regular price cannot be combined with combo meal. It's the age of outsourcing, except at Valley Solar, where nothing's outsourced. Valley Solar's owners are involved in managing your project. When they're not on site, they're close at hand and just a phone call away. You don't reach a call center somewhere. Read Valley Solar's Google reviews. Do they sound like a company with a call center? Valley Solar Electricians, Valley Solar Panel Installers. Nothing's outsourced. That includes the warranty. Valley Solar, bringing solar home. Ready for a plan to ditch your electric bill? Call Valley Solar. 
When you have a sizable property, you're gonna need a tractor. At United Ag and Turf, our tractor packages are perfect for every type of job. From hauling to digging to mowing and more, you name it, a John Deere can handle it. And our tractor packages start at just $168 per month. So when your to-do list starts stacking up, you've got the equipment to take it down. Stop by one of our 28 locations or visit unitedagandturf.com and find the package that's right for you. Now let's get to work. Offer ends August 3rd, 2021. Some restrictions apply. See dealer for details. 834 with Bax and O'Brien to Rock 102. It's time for news. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thanks, Bax. Five people have been forced out of their home by a fire that happened on Belmont Avenue uh, this morning. Uh, why did that just disappear from me? I have, I no, have idea. no idea either. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, five people were forced from their homes after a fire at an apartment building in Springfield's Lower Forest Park neighborhood this morning. Springfield Fire Captain Drew Piemonte said they were called to 34 Belmont Road around 3.30 this morning. Where they found absolutely nothing wrong. Right. So instead, they went to Belmont Avenue. Well, because that's where the action usually is. Yeah. Belmont Road. Isn't that that song by Little Nas X? No, that's uh, that's Old Town Road. <laughs> But uh, swear to God, I was always thinking wait Belmont Road. Isn't that that place that they used to go to eat all the food you wanted and all laid out for you like that? No, that's hometown buffet. <laughs> <laughs> well, isn't that the guy who sang about cheeseburgers in paradise? No, no, no that's, that's the Jimmy Buffet. buffet. <laughs> no, you're thinking of the really rich guy who likes to. Uh, no, that's Warren Buffett. Uh, Okay, I don't know. Uh, you're, no, Whoa, you're, that's the, what about the girl that sat on the Tuffet? No, no that's, that's little, little Miss Muffet. Little miss Muffet. Muffet yeah. No, that's the thing that Steven Tyler says uh, you're down on uh, in... Uh, uh, no, Steve, I think you're you're thinking of a muffin. <laughs> I'm glad we got that out. Yes, yeah, yeah. I am too. Uh, anyways, uh, six apartments received what Piemonte called excessive water damage in the firefighting effort. A total of five tenants will not be allowed to return home for now, and they are being helped by the Red Cross. The arson and bomb squad is investigating. Cleanup is still taking place at Six Flags New England following severe storms that caused damage at the park Tuesday night. Tuesday's storms spared most of western Massachusetts but brought down trees and flooding downpours in a small area of farth southern Hamden County, including southern Longmeadow, southeastern Agawam, where the park is located. Uh, just after uh, Tuesday, just 24 hours after Tuesday's storms, another round of severe weather moved through Western Mass, though this time the worst of the damage was in eastern sections of Franklin County. Six Flags New England expects to be open on Friday, just in time for their July 4th Fest, which will feature nightly fireworks shows and uh, special Independence Day-themed entertainment. Where is this? The, uh, oh, Six, Six Flags? Flags yeah. Oh, nightly, enter- uh, nightly uh, fireworks. Yeah. Well, you also got... Uh... Again, the weather is not that great, but uh, you got the uh, East Longmeadow fireworks. When are they? Saturday uh, night, I think? Saturday, yes. Saturday night. S-A-T-U-R-D-A-Y night? Yes. Yes. And then uh, a week from, I believe a week from, I'm not sure when. It, the week next weekend in Enfield, they will have uh, the fireworks. Did I you forget. see this? Uh, speaking of uh, Six Flags, did you see the story uh, that came out? Oh, I think the Boston Globe did it uh, earlier this week. Uh, there's a guy, right, and he is the editor for Park World magazine. Says that uh, over the last 44 years, he's 83 years old, been to uh, 333 different theme parks uh, around uh, the world, around America, I believe. Been on 903 roller coasters. His all-time favorite theme park? Riverside Park. Six Flags New England. 
Get out of here. I, I, Where is he you. from? Uh, he is. He told uh, Reader's Digest uh, that he is uh, the North American editor for Park World magazine. Did you say why that stands out among others? I don't know. At uh, He just says, let's see. Uh, my favorite roller coaster was Superman, uh, the ride at Six Flags New England, outside of Springfield, Massachusetts. Doesn't uh, love- Six Flags Everywhere have a Superman ride? No. Uh, no. They Actually, they don't. Um, a lot of them have different kinds of rides. They may be called... Uh, like the Superman ride, That's but another it, point. But it's not the same configuration. It's not the same uh, same structure at all. Yeah. Oh, it's not. No. Oh, see, I thought it was the exact same no. structure um, with a different name. I've been to other Six Flags, and uh, no, there there are differences between their rides. But, now, there's some that are very very similar, obviously, because they're just you know standard rides. But you know, when it comes to the big uh, you know the big coasters, no, there's a lot of differences. But, but that like, what's the one? That's- I think it's called the Fireball. Uh, it's called the Ring of Fire. It's the same ride at other locations. Sure, it's that circular thing where the train goes up and around and flips you upside down. Oh, that sounds like a roller coaster. No, it's it's just a circle, and the thing swings nah. back and forth like the uh, the Buccaneer. Remember the Buccaneer? The, no, the pirate ship that swings back. Ah, uh, yes, yes, yes. yes. So it's very much was... like that, but it, then it goes up in a loop and around and over. Yeah, I just thought that was an outrageous price for corn. Uh, a buccaneer. I'll be here all week. Hall of Fame um, material. That's it, Steve. Now, wasn't the, isn't the Superman ride at at Six Flags? Wasn't it? Didn't it have a different name previously? Uh yes, I think it did. Yeah, but but no change to the structure. Yeah, I don't know about that. I think there was the Batman ride, right? Which is still there. I think. I I, I thought that was the same thing. Yeah, no. I don't. I don't believe it is the same park what? after park. But nevertheless, even if even if it is, there's other attractions than just a single roller coaster. So he may say this is my favorite because it's got this, 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 and this, and it's not just one thing. I remember. Uh, I think it was about five or six years ago that Six Flags did the virtual reality thing while you're on the roller coaster. Oh yes. boy! Put the headset on. And and it would be a different scenario. Everybody would have a different scenario every time they wrote it. Now, but you'd still be on the same Superman ride. You'd just be having a different image of what was going on on the ride yeah. in the virtual. So there'd, be, there'd be many different ways to throw up all over. Yeah, yourself. I was going to say, would it be, would they have it so that the vomit was actually coming towards you? You know, I don't think they do that anymore, and I don't, I, I think maybe that might have been a problem. Yeah, the I'm, equilibrium I'm, thing. I'm guessing it absolutely was. But you can have equilibrium problems with virtual reality standing still. The uh, Longmeadow Police Department needs your help identifying the owner of a truck which was seen traveling eastbound on 87 Ellington Street around 11.14 a.m. They lost it? They lost sight of it somewhere around the right side and the left side of 87 Ellington Road? It's really tucked away. (laughs) I don't know, Chief. It went right by. I couldn't see it. Went right by the shed, and uh, next thing I know, it's gone. I couldn't get the tag number, but it is a Penske truck, so it's probably a rental. At first, I saw it come out from behind the pool, and then uh, when it went to, when it went to the shed, it was like it was gone. None of you are Penske material. Uh, and and then it snuck up on other cars and started chomping it, down on them in the driveway at eighty-seven 
Ellington Road. <laughs> the uh, tr- truck struck a tree limb, <laughs> causing it to uproot, fall, and block the entire road. Damn. And then the, t- and then the truck takes off. Anyone with information is asked to call Officer Matt Chaplin and no one else at the Longmeadow yeah. Police. No. Now, Ellington, Officer Chaplin. Ellington Road. Isn't that song by Little Nas X? <laughs> no, that's <laughs> Old Town Road. No, no. Isn't You're- that a place where you get all that food that's laid out everywhere? <laughs> No, that's the hometown buffet. I thought you were thinking of that uh, that play from the 1930s from uh, uh, what's this? Thornton Wilder. Thornton Wilder. Uh, our town. Oh no, that's our town. Uh, you're thinking of that song from Simon and Garfunkel. Uh, that was really nice. The 59th Street Bridge song. No, my little town. That's my little town. Yeah. <laughs> I think we're done. Yeah, yeah no, I think we are too. So now I know I can't take Ellington Road on the way home either this today, because you know bypassing Converse Street and and not wanting to go all the way out on Bliss Street, um, there are at least two side roads. I believe it's Farmington and Ellington that will take you uh, to Route Five. Sure, you could do that. Yeah, you could also take Westmoreland and worm your way around and. Uh, yeah, no, see, once you start getting into that maze area, I, I, I don't want to do that. Uh, here's some good news. The Cancer House of Hope in West Springfield reopened for in-person services on Wednesday for the first time since the beginning of the pandemic shutdowns. Oh, I was hoping they would. Well, what do you mean you were hoping they would? It's Cancer House of Hope, Steve. Yes, but your hope is just delayed disappointment. Well, in many cases, that's true. <laughs> Yeah, what, what does hope really mean to a guy like you? <laughs> the uh, house offers a variety of programs and services for cancer survivors, everything from uh, Reiki programs, oncology, massage, and yoga, uh, to their own wig boutique. And everything is free for members. And to become a member, all you have to do is call and ask for a list of their programs. The uh, house's program director, Margaret Toomey, says that it feels amazing to be able to welcome members back uh, for in-person services again. That's one of those things I didn't even think about mm. that were closed permanently because you have so many people with compromised immune systems yep. that you can't have it open. Mm. Uh, but uh, the Cancer House Hope is is an incredible place uh, for all the people that they that they serve. Yeah. And uh, it's if you're going through something like that, I highly recommend that you you reach out to them. Uh, let's see. Uh, da, 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 da. Well, I, you know what it is? I keep smelling food from yeah, Judy Mac mm-hmm. out the hallway. She's here. I don't know if I should end this now and then. Uh, yeah, yeah. I would. We should? Yes, because that way we have a song to play. We can eat. We can eat, and then we'll talk about the fireworks. I guess so. Your Pioneer Valley <laughs> forecast today: thunderstorms possible with a high of seventy-six. Tomorrow, more of the same with a high of sixty-eight. It is seventy-four right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock One Hundred Two. Oh yeah. In business, it's never just another day. Every day is the day. It could bring your biggest order yet, or a new cyber threat. Whatever the day holds, with Comcast Business, you'll be prepared. With the network that can deliver gig speeds to the most businesses, Comcast Business Security Edge to help protect your connected devices, and a dedicated team available 24-7. Every day in business is a big day. We'll keep you ready for what's next. Comcast Business. Powering possibilities. Get powerful and reliable internet starting at just $69.99 a month for 24 months with a three-year agreement. Or for a limited time, ask how to get up to a $650 prepaid card when you buy a qualifying bundle online. Call 1-800-501-6000 or go to comcastbusiness.com today to learn more. 
Restrictions apply. New Comcast Business 100 megabits per second service customers only. Early termination fee applies. Equipment installation taxes and fees extra and subject to change. Prepaid card offer ends 7621. Call for details. Visit the 99 restaurants the day after the Red Sox win, and 99 Rewards members get a free kids' meal with every adult entree purchased. The 99 Restaurant, the official family restaurant of the Boston Red Sox. How does your garden grow? With Weinzig Nursery, the only locally owned and operated nursery and garden center since 1954. Our roots run deep in the valley, and we're ready to add color and variety to your surroundings. We have a retail showroom and 80 acres of annuals, perennials, fruit trees, flowering trees, organic vegetables, and herbs. We also deliver bulk mulch and compost to your driveway. Weinzig Nursery, Route 9 in Hadley and at WeinzigNursery.com. Albert, why are you drinking a Cumberland Farms iced coffee when you can get one at our cafe with an employee discount? I love Cumberland Farms coffee. Only 99 cents any size. Hmm. Run out to Cumberland Farms and get me an iced coffee. Cumberland Farms. Delicious iced coffee or frozen cold brew. Just 99 cents any size. Plus applicable tax. Enfield 4th of July Town Celebration is celebrating Independence Day in style with a day of fun for the whole family on July 3rd. The day kicks off with a parade that hits the street at 11 a.m. There are several virtual events throughout the day, climaxing with an even bigger, better, and brighter fireworks display launched from the Higgins Ball Field at the Enfield Town Green at 9.30 p.m. It's gonna be a blast. But it'll take your help to make it happen. Go to EnfieldCelebration.org for information and to make a donation today. Rock, Rock 102. Rumor spreading round. United Texas town. About to shack outside again. You know what I'm talking about. Just let me know if you're gonna go to that whole mile on the range. They got a lot of nice girls. I'm racing.
Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 8.50 and ZZ Top on Rock 102. Uh-huh. Uh, it is a delight to welcome her back uh, from the spirit of Springfield. It's the Yankee Doodle Damsel in Distress. It's uh, Judy Matt from the Spirit of Springfield. It's good to see you. Ah, uh, it's so nice to see you in person. Now, I wasn't here um, the last time you did a phone interview with these guys um, talking about fireworks. In fact, is it? Are you going to admit now that you still have <laughs> last year's fireworks in your basement? I mm. cannot tell a lie. Uh-huh. I cannot tell. Uh-huh. <laughs> 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 what? What? That house is loaded with yeah. explosives. Oh God! Yeah. Oh God! Uh, did you see the? Did you see that truck that blew up yeah, in uh, Los in Cal- Angeles? Yeah, yeah. yeah. You and better hope got they killed. Yeah, right, that was right. The thing. Yeah. They're just going to come over to your house with a pickup. That's all. That's all they're going to well, have. I can look out my back window in the house and I see them every night. So yeah. somebody's got them close by. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I now, bet. What a what a weird arc this has been for you guys because at, you, at, on on one hand you had everything planned and then you had nothing planned and potential delays and now everything is seemingly back you know, on, on track uh, with the spirit of Springfield tell us what that was what that was like when they were trying to decide what to do well we do large-scale events <laughs> large-scale <laughs> events were with lots of people are the kind of thing that were frowned upon, of course, and uh, so we work very hard, as you know, during the winter months to just hope we could get bright nights up because without bright nights, which underwrites everything else we do, well, you wouldn't be talking to me today. Um, so we uh, did that, and we were able to overcome that, and the city, through a lot through a lot of uh, um, discussion, was kind enough to let us go through, and we did a lot of, we, we did every covid precaution imaginable and we got it off and we have the second biggest crowd we've had since we opened wow that's how hungry people were for going to events w- was there any discussion at some point of of just running uh, uh, bright nights and maybe just shutting it for july and august and then run it for the whole t- other 10 months <laughs> did you talk about that that's what i thought yeah. <laughs> but uh, no but it was it was great and everybody worked so hard to make it happen and it did and everything was um as everything was uh you had to call. You had to go online, and we had to do. It was touchless, so everything was pre-ordered. All the um, all the tickets, and a lot of people weren't accustomed to that, but it worked, and we were able to put through something in the neighborhood of like twelve cars a minute. So really? it, it worked great. Wow. And now we have a a, a group of thirty three thousand emails from those people that that they had to use their email. So yeah. now we have this body. So whenever we send out. We can send out to a lot more people and, and create awareness of what you know of what's going on. Mm-hmm. In the city. Mm-hmm. So with the uh, with the fireworks. Oh yes. Uh, and and you well, know, is that, that what I'm here for today? Well, yeah, uh, we think so, but okay. mostly about the ribs and the cake. Right. Oh, okay. And <laughs> well, congratulations to that distinction. Congratulations. Oh, oh thank, thank you very you. much. Thank. And with, we have decided. We have decided. <sighs> I know I'm taking over the show. Mm-hmm. That we want you. We are going to dedicate the fireworks to Bax and O'Brien. Uh, oh, Judy, I was joking when I said that. And I, <laughs> no, and you I'm not, no, I you know, I no, was, no, and I'm not even sure I'm comfortable with this at all. <laughs> okay, we're kidding. Yeah, good, okay, kidding. good. Yeah. Please. We're kidding. This okay. is your event. This is about the 4th of July. Right. It's about coming back from the pandemic, and, and, and hopefully people... The weather, once again, you've done this. Oh. It really looks like uh, Friday and Saturday are not going to be very nice, but Sunday yep. in the morning may not be, but by the afternoon, and hopefully it'll be nice enough during their setup 
because oh, they start they, Saturday night, right? Oh, they start setting up today. They start setting up today. Oh, they're, they're in today. Wow, Ruchi's really? in there at Tapley Street and got other flatbeds. You know, people seem to think you could go to a shelf and pull off fireworks. You know, when we t- call the Grucci's, when we got the, the okay from the state, we called the Grucci's and they laughed at us. This was 1130 in the morning after the governor was on to say he relaxed all the, the yeah. requirements. And they laughed. I mean, we know them so well. We've been doing business with them for 31 years. And because they weren't doing any shows, everything's been canceled. They don't have the product and so forth. Usually on in February, we start selecting the music, then they choreograph the show, and then they decide what shells they're going to use, then they make the shells. So it's a lot of work. It's so, a lot of work. Yeah. So had they already started that process no. last year? Oh, um, I don't know the answer. I really don't know the answer yeah, to that. Because, no, I mean, really. March is when it really everything shut down. Right. And but we had called them, we talked to them, and we could see the handwriting on the wall. Then we called them mm. and canceled. But um, they called me. That was one day. They called, They texted me at 7 o'clock the next night to say, we're going to do it for you. And I called the mayor at home and said, Mayor, we can get it done. Do you want Do you want to do it? So we met with the department heads the next day and got the go-ahead from everyone to do wow, it. Wow. But it took them it took them 19 hours just to, just to choreograph. It's a lot of work. Yeah. And nobody knows what's behind what you do or but these people do so much work to get it done and and if you've seen it you see the fireworks go off and everything seems to blend and the music goes to the fireworks and it takes a lot of work and so anyway they came in they're in today and they're going to work straight up till the 4th of July well one of the things i want to ask you about is you know the the park itself has been redone and oh, yeah. and upgraded significantly yeah, yeah. and a lot of people have not seen what they've done does this change anything you know specifically for the fireworks or is it just it just a nicer space to operate in it's a nicer space and we just are encouraging more people to come because there's a big splash pad there's uh, some nice activities for children we want people to come early bring picnics bring uh, blankets and really be out like you're in forest park having a fourth of july picnic and the max tones are playing right max what tones time are playing uh they come on at seven o'clock oh okay all right, playing right up until right up nearly until, up until the, yeah, the fireworks so about start. Nine o'clock, right nine. The fireworks go off at nine thirty sharp. Have you ever? I've always wondered about this because there's been a few times. How long does it take to clear out? I mean, I know there's a little bit of a traffic jam, but oh, all that I, you know, just so you know, on the bridge, mm. they go right up on the bridge and the power washers and they sweep everything down so we can open the bridge at midnight. Just okay. so you know, for the bridge, yeah. wow. because we have to get that bridge open to right. get people home. And it's a, a big effort on the part of DPW, top of the list, fire department, police department, on both sides, you know. And um, it t- it'll take, I would say, a solid hour to get the motto down. That's now. a lot faster than I would have thought. Yeah. yeah. Well, let me tell you, we had a meeting with 40 public safety people a, a couple of weeks ago. And there are more people involved in the background. I mm-hmm. think you know that. And uh, from environmental police, the... Uh, there's boats on the water. There's scuba teams. There's Springfield, West Springfield, Agawam Police. And there are just, scuba just, teams. <clears throat> three scuba teams. Oh, so I was teams. thinking about going in in a scuba. Um, you could do that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The water oh, is so he'd, low. He'd be great. Going to be pushing. I know they off. said you yeah. can actually walk across yeah. in some <laughs> yeah. places. Yeah. Well, I'm sure you've walked across water before. Yeah. Uh, well, he can walk on water. Real quick, you also got the uh, the golf tournament coming up. Yes. Oh, gee. Now, is that sold out or? Kind of, yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, well, yeah. Then. So we're very pleased with that. That's good. And it has slow start, and then all of a sudden, everybody's like coming out of the woodwork, which is good. And the, I'm not, we didn't talk about this yet, did we? When, when's the pancake breakfast? The pancake breakfast is uh, in August. I think it's, I should know this, 
but uh, we changed the date like three times. If I can look at my calendar. It's a Saturday, I assume. It's a Saturday, and I think it's the 13th. That we'll take your we'll I take your word for it. I told you not to ask me hard questions. No, I didn't know. I didn't know that was <laughs> one. The fourteenth. The fourteenth, probably. <laughs> the, uh, correct. Yeah. All right. Well, very good. Well, yeah. Judy, uh, we will uh, we'll see you on the fourth of July. Yeah. It's always good to have you back, and it's yeah. great to finally see you again after more yeah, than a year. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. It's thank great you. to have you, uh, Judy Matt from the Spirit of Springfield. It's eight fifty eight on Rock one hundred two. The Bax and O'Brien podcast is brought to you by the Wealth Technology Group in.